Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. On this episode of It's a Bit, we're in here to give you guys the official Buffalo Trip recap. Cam, Jake, and I flew down to buffalo for the weekend for the vikings bills game and it was an absolute time so we're going to give you the recap of that trip as well as joined by a very special guest josh bratton minnesota native actor who's done so much from the Dahmer series on netflix to disney's uh, secrets of sulfur springs and he's been in plenty of tv shows and movies so great time catching up with josh and uh, all that and more on it's a bit this is the It's Bits podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes. Burgeoning empire called 10,000 Takes. This is the It's a Bit podcast featuring boss man, wags, and journalist Jake. Journalist Jake's a bitch, motherfucker. Hey, you know those guys that do 10,000 Takes? They do some funny bits, right? They're good. They're funny dudes. Yeah. yeah. 10,000 Takes. You're hanging with the number one podcast in the Twin Cities. It's a bit with 10,000 Takes. Last name ever. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of It's a Bit, presented by 10,000 Takes. My name is Bossman, joined by producer Cam, journalist Jake, and we're a day back from the Buffalo trip. Technically got back today, because that place is such a fucking disaster to travel to. (laughs) You have two options. You either take massive layovers and uh do that or whatever or you could fucking drive there like Wyatt's world did that oh. ab- which is is more psychotic in my opinion but um he had some very good counter arguments to flying he was on team dro- drive we were on team fly and uh i think both were just quite terrible options yeah i mean it's it is crazy i wish there was just a direct flight to that place it'd make things so much easier it pisses me off i've been spoiled going to traveling to most places where they have a direct fucking flight and it's just sucks especially on the way back like well, they had one direct flight but the, the one that Renz took because it was like special for but the it game le- but it left sunday night after the game yeah so no thanks awesome. oh there was one direct yeah. after what well, it was like a, Renz did it southwest oh southwest but you ah, had to leave right that. after the game also and the guy that i sat by on the way back was a vikings fan at the game and he said he had friends that took that flight and he was like i don't know how they got on the plane because they were yeah. fucking blitzed hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure most uh, airlines, like, won't let you on if they can tell you're drunk. So maybe you throw in a stick of gum and just look straight forward and don't say anything, and they let you on and yeah. get through TSA. But, yeah, I, I, I would have been in no condition to fly after that game. So I Me neither. Credit I was, to the ones who did it. I was barely in condition to fly last night. I yeah. still don't really feel like a human. Yeah. that's any, so worth that's, it. No. Yeah, absolutely worth it. And, and here's a stat for you. I tweeted it. Um of the 48 hours that were spent uh, in the Buffalo trip, 20 were spent in airports and on planes. <laughs> so whether you know you're on a plane, you're you're serving a layover, the delays. Uh, I guess we'll get into all that. I'm just going to start at the beginning. Personally, um, I flew out about an hour or two earlier than you guys did, so um, I got to Detroit around 6 p.m. Eastern time, and uh, we ended up sitting there until about 12:30. 
p.m. or a.m. Eastern time. So I spent I put in a good six hour shift in the Detroit airport just waiting to get to Buffalo. We were just absolute menaces to society at that airport too. The people that we met up with were just oh, out of goodness. control. Oh my Those God. guys, a ton of Vikings was, fans on that flight. Yes, the guy, as expected. <laughs> we think yeah. this is the funniest part. The guy that like knew the the one bar, like the raccoon. He's like, tell him you know the wolf. The wolf. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's like, you tell him you know bottles. So yeah, <laughs> he's, so he's, the, I'm like, well, how do you know? Well, so yeah, this Buffalo guy came up to us. A very stereotypical East Coast guy, yeah. you know, shorter guy, a little chubbier, bald, accent. like very loud accent. Like, <laughs> I, I, it's it's great. I think it's hilarious. But yeah, he he claims he was the wolf, and he was giving us the whole laydown on Buffalo. And he's like, "There's this bar called the Rec Room that's open till 4 a.m." Which you know, I just noticed now the Rec Room is only a few letters off from the Rectum. Oh, so it's, it's a very bold name to name mm-hmm. a bar. But this guy was great. He's like, he's like, all right. So you got Kevin. He's a security guard. You got bottles. He's the bartender. We're all like mentally just and there's drunk. There's Dale. He's Every, the owner. Everyone, all these Vikings fans are standing around him, just drunk as fuck, trying to like take mental notes on all these people. And he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, I got to coach my daughter's basketball game at eight in the morning. But you'll see me at the. He's like, I, I won't be. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'll, I'll go to the rec room. And if you yeah, guys want to go to the rec room, meet up. This guy's probably like fifty. Yeah, I think, a, he said, I think he said. he said he was forty eight or something. Was, absolute nails. I was looking through like my pictures and stuff from the trip last or when I got home. And I was just dying because I remember we were there and he's like, he looked at me, he's like, take a picture of the wolf. That way when you get there, you show oh, yeah. him that you know oh, the I wolf. I did too. So Let's I have this fu- picture of the wolf. <laughs> That's him. He's just wearing a sweater. I, 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 forgot. I think I did too. Oh, if you're watching on YouTube, we got to, we got to put that on the, <laughs> we got to put that on the, on the video. But call yeah. the wolf. That's and he is he has a wolf on his sweatshirt, right? Yeah, it's, and it says yeah. "Call the Wolf." Yeah, yeah. So he's got his own merch, which is so hilarious <laughs> when they're and you're that deep into a nickname, but. Um, and he was just, yeah, he's talking about tailgating and then he goes, no, he's, he's like, he's like, find me at the game tomorrow section 122. I sit with bottles. <laughs> We're like, you sit with bottles and bottles, the bartender at the rec room. I'm like, dude, it's one in the morning. I've been drinking here since six. I, was I, so I, confused. I, I can't keep up with all this. Jake, this is too intricate. Your bottles impersonation of him is the best. What he's bottles? Like, he's like. He's like, tell me no bottles. Well, it was so it was so weird because he's I'm like I'm sitting there like I wasn't drunk really at all. Probably the only one that wasn't drunk because I had a already a rigorous week before that. But I was sitting there like asking him, okay, well, what if we show up? I know you're you're all high, uh, hyped up right now. What if we show up? And he's like, I don't give a fuck who you know. Uh, if you the wolf or whatever, you're not getting for free because apparently it was a fifty dollar cover. Yeah, and I'm like, what if we show up? And he's just like, no, I don't give a fuck. You guys are paying. And he's like, I I told him this. Yeah, he's like, oh, d- d- drop the name bottles. You'll <laughs> let you in. No one knows bottles. Oh, oh, and the security guy's name's Kevin. I'm yeah, the security like, guy's okay. Kevin. But he's like, no one will. You bring up bottles, they'll, they'll fucking know. They'll just know. You, uh, they, you'll get in. You bring up bottles, they might suck your dick on yeah, the scene. Yeah, it's, 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 it's very strange. I'm like, okay. Oh, it's very strange time at the airport, and then we we're with the. Uh, uh, one of the other a couple other Vikings guys. I think they know of us, so they could be listening. They're great people, but one of them in the group was was what you consider a loud drunk, yeah. and he was a hilarious guy. But my God, people have been. This flight to Buffalo was pushed back like three fucking times. So people it's have been one sitting a, it's there. It's one a.m. at this point in the airport. Yeah, people have been sitting there forever, and and he's we're having a conversation with these Vikings guys, and he's just fucking screaming. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> and there's people with kids. There are people there was, just tired. Oh. There, was, there was a lady that came up to us who looked like she'd been awake for 72 hours. And she looks at all. She's like, you guys aren't going to Buffalo, are you? We're like, like, yeah. Yep. She's, she's like, like Fuck. fucking A. <laughs> and dude, like, 
this is one of those situations where no one's happy to be on this flight. Like even everything it's could go late. could go perfectly correctly and you could have no bad people on the plane. The flight take is super quick and you're still pissed off because you had to wait. Not only did you have a layover, but it got delayed another two hours in Detroit. Um, so, you know, there, there's no one happy to be on this flight. And to make things even better, uh, we're boarding the flight. We're boarding the flight, and I have Sarge, one of our bloggers, sitting <laughs> sitting in the row behind me. I think Jake was sitting across the aisle in front of me. And uh, Sarge is, is t- telling someone in the row behind me about how big of a shithole Buffalo he, is. He keeps and, saying it. And he, he, yeah, he, he, he said it a few times in the tunnel. And then as we're boarding the plane with people, who, you know, not everyone on this plane is from Minnesota. The, it's not like purple was everywhere, and this was a chartered flight of the Minnesota Vikings. This was a lot of people from Buffalo at a hub in Detroit going back home to Buffalo or visiting people they know in Buffalo, not just Vikings fans visiting there with no connection to it. So when you're screaming about how much Buffalo sucks, the, so the lady sitting next to me, probably like in her, you know, mid forties married, just turns around and goes, you're the one who's on the fucking flight to Buffalo. Why are you talking shit? And then the girl sitting next to her, this is in my aisle, by the way, the girl sitting next to her on the end seat goes, yeah. And you fuckers from Minnesota talk weird too. Fuck you. And they're both just roasting him. And I'm sitting there screaming of laughter. I mean, I'm laughing. I was, I was pretty drunk. People saw all the Instagram stories. I was hammering (laughs) beers in Detroit at 6 PM. I got, I got just trash there. Cause that's the only way to spend a layover in Detroit. And I am just howling. And eventually the lady next to me looked and started laughing because she saw me laughing. And and I can't remember if she asked, like, do you know that guy or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, you know, probably not a good idea to trash the place you're going to with a ton of people from that place. Because she's like, I was born and raised in Buffalo, motherfucker. Like, they're these two women who don't yeah. even know each other. Which, by the way, to Sarge's credit... It sparked a very wholesome conversation between the two women next to me. They ended up talking for a good 20 minutes about, oh, my dad grew up in that town. You know, when do you go to high school? Oh, like my cousin went to college there. Like they had all this stuff in common. So uh, Sarge's stupidity brought people together. together. So to his credit, that's what he did. But um, at the time, it was extremely hilarious to just see these two East Coast women just screaming at him. (laughs) Because I I didn't think he expected that, but it's like you should. You're it's a flight to Buffalo. And yeah. then I remember he gets off the plane. Well, apparently don't talk shit about Buffalo. Don't talk shit about a city on but the then, flight you're but going then, to. But then out in the airport, he's like, I stand by that take. This place fucking sucks. I'm like, okay, you, you got to stop. That's your take. You, you we get right it. to it. But, but you're in Buffalo now. Yeah. And there are people from that live here I will, that are around you right I now. I will say like the, everyone from Buffalo that like, at least most people that we talked to are awesome. Yeah. They're they were fantastic. Cool. Yeah. There's but a the few East, outliers. But... Yeah. The East coast thing is fucking real. It is. Oh, yeah. So I remember, I just thought of this. We were actually on at the airport, like waiting to come back home. And we went to this burger place cause we were all just fucking hung over as hell. And I walk up to like the stand to get napkins. I'm like, Oh, you guys are out of napkins. Do you have any more? And he's like, go to the pizza place down the way and get some. I'm like, okay. okay. So I did whatever. And I come back and this guy has a whole big thing of napkins. He's staring at me and he just throws them on the counter after I already went and got napkins. East coast customer Thanks, service. Fuck. bitch. Love it. <laughs> no, but so yeah, we get, we get to Buffalo probably 12 30 in the morning. No, 12. Yeah. It's probably yeah. Closer to, yeah. Um, and, uh, we're sitting there waiting for our Uber and we see two Vikings fans, a man and a woman. And he, screaming. he is, they're just screaming at each other. And we thought like, maybe it was a bit at first. No, like this is a legitimate like argument and it's happening in front of everyone. It just goes back to the whole, no one's happy to be on this flight. And it clearly <laughs> had residual effects on people. Yeah. Cause you have two people who are flying to another place together 
to have an experience. You know, most of the time people are excited to do shit like that, where these two were having what could have been a relationship ending fight the way they were yelling at each other uh, because of this delay. So we're just in this pack of screaming people. Yeah, you have the one guy who's just and we're getting stared at by everybody (laughs) who's this is already making them more upset that they have to be on the flight with this guy. And then you had Sarge yelling. It was just, it was a recipe for disaster, but I loved every bit of it. Well, and then we witnessed a lot of domestic arguments because we were, right yeah. when we first got to the game, like to the tailgate, yeah. there was that guy that had like four old teeth, guy. super old Buffalo fan who's screaming at his wife. He's like, you call me a fucking asshole? Oh, oh yeah. You're screaming. fucking annoying. Yeah. I was like, oh, Stupid and bitch. And and she, it's like, oh, my she, goodness. And she's like, you fat fucking idiot. <laughs> and this is like at the There's, tailgate at like nine in the morning. And they're not right next to each other. They're probably like 20 feet, 30 feet away from each other. Which, people walk and they're screaming. They were also an older couple. And as we know from having grandparents and for yeah. some people even having parents you know people will just eventually hate each other so they were clearly at that point of the marriage where you know they they weren't putting up the charade anymore that oh we've spent 40 years happily together. they're like no i fucking hate this woman and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna show everyone and i'm gonna show everyone in public so that was it was one of those scenarios but um yeah uh so yeah but that next morning we woke up early probably 8 a.m went to the went to the hammers lot and uh, we got to see Pinto Ron, who you took a photo with. He's yeah. the guy mm-hmm. who gets doused in ketchup. Yeah, that dude's a fucking celebrity. The amount there. of people that gather around for that yeah. was incredible. I mean, we we were in a pretty good spot in the tailgate, and we you know we didn't really fight to get in line. But I saw people climbing trees, people yeah. climbing buses to see it. I mean, this is a big fucking deal. It's an old guy who gets doused in ketchup. It's fantastic. Like something I realized being out there. I don't know if you guys picked up on this. Like they have bowling ball shots. You have that. Like there's so there's so many unique things that Buffalo does that I really wish we had. Like Buffalo is a genuine football town. Like they built an entire fucking city around Highmark Stadium. The, and mm-hmm. it's it's just it's so unique. The best thing about that tailgate is just random shit kept happening. Mm-hmm. Like we ran into Pinto Ron, then then Wyatt came up, and then all of a sudden Wyatt's Jake's wrong. running a play. Next thing you know, I'm taking a picture of Chris and Jarosaw's dad. I'm yeah, like, what the dude, fuck is it, happening? Right it's now? just like it no. was it was electric. Yeah, that was, was just was, one was lot of <laughs> many different lots. That was all within like, like a thirty five minute span there's yeah, just different we, civilizations around the stadium we only tailgated for like two hours i mean all that stuff yeah. that happened all happened in probably actually within an hour because for the first hour we tailgated we were there pretty early so there wasn't a ton of people but more vikings fans started coming a lot and of we, purple we, we did some jello shots and yeah i forgot about i think that. we crushed a case of bud light a 24 well, pack and probably two hours flat so not, yeah. we were feeling no pain going into the game it was also pretty cold out i'm not gonna lie that that wind was brutal yeah, it got a little little nippy out there, but you know, you start drinking and it starts warming you up a little bit. But I think right when we got into Hammer's lot, there was that guy that started yelling at us. We started booing. Boo! Oh yeah, Bill, yeah. there's you. a lot of Bills fans. Doing only that. only girls wear purple or some bullshit like that. I'm, I'm like, God bless, thank you, sir. <laughs> yep. And but then every but every other Bills fan was great. Like they would come up and talk to you. Like you're from Minnesota. Yeah, I noticed there was a thing like that because I know there was a lot of Vikings fans that were like almost live on the east coast there's some from virginia and stuff mm-hmm. we, we ran into but i noticed that some bills fans you talk to they'd almost be surprised that you came from minnesota they're like oh you came from minnesota you live there oh my gosh yeah it's like, like it's it's a big yeah, city yeah i mean we travel well. we're gonna we're gonna travel yeah so that's the crazy thing what i realized is about you know the viking fan base is they're popular nationwide popular worldwide but mm-hmm. Yeah, there were like a ton of people. I saw like Vikings fans getting on all sorts of flights at the at the yeah. uh, Buffalo Airport, which mm-hmm. shows that they were there were people flying in from places other than Minnesota mm-hmm. to come watch the game, and people who, um, the I think a guy we met, um, 
Oh, shit. The guy I sat next to on the plane. He had mm-hmm. friends from Virginia who, like, drove there and people from upstate New York yeah. who drove there. So, like, it was it was kind of a massive hub game for Vikings. Cause, and that's why we went because it's like, you know, you, you see Bill's Mafia. You see how fun those games are, and it's like a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. So you, especially with an AFC team, you know, you get you, Vikings don't play AFC teams no. every year. So it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of a – Kind of an opportunity we had to pounce on. Definitely. Yeah. And it was definitely the best game you could ever have wanted. Yeah. Like yeah. going to a road the best game. game. worth every fucking Total money. roller coaster of a game. Oh, my goodness. Well, totally. like every Vikings game this year, it's been. But in Buffalo, I'm one of the best teams in the NFL. You know, when they say we can't beat anybody. Like in this game that we win, it was unreal. But the the game was like, or we went in there right away. I think we just immediately got like pounders of Bud Light. Remember that like whole um, one of the concessions, there was just that entire rack of just Bud Light. <laughs> yeah. It looked was... like you're walking to a, a candy factory, you know, you know, your child walking to a candy store, but it's literally just Bud Light. They only sell, they're not pounders, they're bigger than pounders. They're, they're like, yeah, they're bigger than pounders. They're, they're silos, is yeah. I think si- the, the slang term for Do them. Do they not sell those at Minnesota sporting nope. events? Are they illegal? No. Uh, probably. I mean, yeah. It's fucking that, stupid. It's an aggressive amount to purchase. I think, were they like 12 bucks each? Uh, no, I think they were like 15. They were okay. 15, but like you get your money's <laughs> but worth. But it's probably like two and a half beers in one of them. Yeah. yeah. Like so. when I was at the uh, Caps Penguins game on Wednesday in DC, like they were selling all those, they were saying McUltra ones and everything. Yeah. And those were only like fucking $10. I know at the TD Garden where the Bruins play, um, our buddy Spoke Zia sent me photos of the jumbo beers they sell what? there, and every person you see on camera has one of those. Nothing smaller. I demand we start a campaign to get those in Minnesota. Bigger beers, events. get bigger us bigger beers. beers. We'll just contact Billy G and tell him, can we get those big ass like yeah, talk to talk to the business tw- folks, twenty eight ounce yep. whatever beers into the X. I think it's probably we a need, lot here. We're, honestly, it, it has it has to be. If we can't, I mean, they had they had beer in gas stations. You know, they had. Yeah, the I mean, yeah, it wasn't three two beer by the way. Some people no. were like, well, we do have we have three oh, two. Fuck I'm that. like. No, no one's buying three no. two though. That doesn't count. That's not beer. That defeats the purpose. That's how you get a headache in the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Bullshit. Uh, but yeah, the game was insane. I mean, it, it, such a roller coaster. I'd say um, there was a couple things that happened. The first off, the slice of pizza that Cam bought <laughs> that went that went pretty viral. That um, was legitimate. I'm pretty sure the FDA would not approve of that. No, like if they would see that, they'd be like, "All right, let's shut this place down." That was a rough slice, and obviously you're drunk, so you're like, I- "I'm gonna eat it." I mm-hmm. paid fifteen dollars for it. I'm I'm hungry. Uh, I'm drunk. I this is at this point, it's just I don't care about taste. I just need the energy. That... I was shit faced, and even I, I could only take like three bites. I yeah, like, this I might actually die. It looked like it was sitting out for like two yeah. days. It see, was so bad. I had a slice, and it didn't look nearly that bad, and it was actually very good. I had a slice so as well. Had, but yeah. th- thank God that you did it first because yeah. that prompted me to open the box and make sure yeah. I was getting a good slice. So yeah, I, I should have done that. Yeah. You I said a sure shitty slice. Check. But you'd assume if I'm at a stadium and I'm paying $15 for a slice of pizza, it's probably going to be quality, right? Right. No. <laughs> no, not. Well, I guess not really. I guess we should know if you're selling two pound beers that you're drinking enough of those where it doesn't matter what you're consuming in your body. So yeah. Yeah, maybe they were like, you know what? Let's just let's just let's fuck let's, it. Let's give them yesterday's pizza. They're so drunk. Fuck they it. They won't yeah, know, which right. was pretty close. Vikings Bills game. But um yeah, there was that. Obviously, we talked, you know, we're going to get into it with Josh Bratton, but the uh the, the Justin Jefferson catch, we thought was an interception I thought it was originally. Over. I literally turned around, sat down, and was like, "Well, that was fun." But there we go. Cuz I thought they picked game. it. And yeah, all of a sudden uh, just yeah. fucking catches. And, and then, then yeah. yeah, the Delvin Cook run. So we sat right, we sat in section 120 
uh, which was right behind one of the end zones. So uh, we didn't see too much Vikings action, unfortunately, in our end zone, but we did see Delvin Cook ran right to us, basically, for that 85-yard touchdown or whatever it was. And then PP's uh, interception. Which, were, which makes right up there. for the lack of offense. We yeah. got to see on our end was the Patrick Peterson interception happened probably 20 yards away from us. There were so many times in that game where I just blacked out and lost my goddamn mind. Oh, like it, especially The ups and downs. Especially, I remember... Like, after we got stuffed and we're just all kind of standing there like, well, it was a fun game, like, hard fought, like, we competed with Buffalo, and then all of a sudden, they fumbled the snap and we scored a touchdown. Yeah. We literally went insane. Dude, that, I also, I also, I, yeah, uh, I like get goosebumps. I took that. a picture of Cam and, and he was so close to another uh, gopher moment. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad I captured this in the moment. I think this was, oh, I was very... this might have been like, shit, this might have been. Right after, was after the quarterback the goal sneak. line stand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So when, when Kirk snuck and was yeah, half an inch short. Yeah. fucked. And that was another thing, like, and you could hear it in PA's announcement, too. We thought that Josh Allen, it was like a safety, right? Yeah. And the Vikes were down by four, so we're like, okay. And well, they're getting the ball back. They get a right. ball, They get the ball back with a minute and a half. They get the free kick, so they'll probably start two. start a little closer to, you know, the, the middle of the field and thought Kirk was going to have to go down and put a game-winning drive, but that was a fucking touchdown. Yeah, well, Fumble. that's when I looked up at the scoreboard, 29. I'm like, what, 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 it should be 25. Yeah, that's a oh, safety. Shit. Safety's not seven, it's or six, so, it's two. That was literally insane, but, like, I think before that play, I think it was, like, all of us like holding hands. Yeah, yeah. We were. What the fuck? There was, was there was crazy. There was a Vi- there was a Vikings fan from Milwaukee, I think, who was sitting by yeah. us, and uh, that Good guy shit. was super cool. Um, so yeah, it was it was kind of us, and then we were just it was us four, and then it was just tons of Bills fans. I don't I don't think there we were, were any. But- Although in the third quarter, I remember I looked down two two rows in front of us to the left, and the guy who was screaming in the airport was standing there. Yeah, he <laughs> knows like, we were there. This guy, we saw him at the tailgate. Like this guy, is, this, this guy is everywhere. He's a fucking, he is a teleportation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has done it because he was everywhere in sight. So it was just, yeah, dude. I don't even know. One thing I will say is like kudos to Buffalo fans because. I mean, it was you couldn't control yourself in that situation. So after we won and after like oh, the we were just touchdowns, we it. lost our fucking minds. Most other fan bases would have like tried to start some shit with us. Oh, the, like, the yeah. Buffalo fans took it very well. They yeah, like, obviously they weren't happy with us. If we, we were, were in nuts, Philly, but, but they, like they didn't they didn't try to like start shit with us. No, like, they were Sanders, actually Bills fans. They're Bill, empathetic. Bills fans though, are probably the closest to Vikings fans yeah. in, the, in the sense that you know you've been there, you've been that close so many times and haven't been able to do it. So you know it it, it I actually. Don't I, I I don't I don't doubt that they're that they treat treated us well because I think we just can relate on so many levels. I yeah. mean Minnesota we were driving around Buffalo, we're like, this is essentially the Twin Cities. Yeah, it's like a suburb. Like yeah, all yeah. the downtown was pretty cool actually. I do you remember Cam was getting so got so mad at me? I said, We're missing this PAT. Yeah, we missed that PAT. Yeah, we missed we it. Fucking like missed. fuck you. Oh, I was like, so pissed. You're, you're, but then after that, I was like on that fourth and eighteen, I'm like, KOC's cooking up something here. We're we're yeah. we're gonna convert this. And I actually was saying that not knowing it was actually fourth and eighteen, I I did not know that was actually a fourth and eighteen until after the game. I just knew it was like a fourth and long. I thought maybe like a fourth and ten. So yeah. well, then ever since that, like after we converted that, uh, you would say stuff before the play, and I would make sure it was positive because I swear. But to then God, it would happen. Everything you said happened. I was like Jake, dude. But everything it Jason. was weird because yeah, other than the touchdown, I said we were going to score a convert here, which we ended up doing by the fumble. So what I said actually did come true. But yeah. I did say that we're missing this PAT. We missed the PAT. And then after that, it wasn't. I wasn't just saying it to force it into into uh, into reality, Cam. I I, I legitimately felt KOC Big Cock was. We're gonna get. We're, Kirk's gonna do something here. Something big's gonna happen here. And sure enough, it was the JJ just catch. That, that's insane. 
I don't know. I have intuition. I'm just oh. going to say something good is going to happen. Yeah, you might have the eye for it. But, um, yeah, we were just totally shocked by the, the PP interception. And actually, I'm going to say I did call that. I said, um, I said this is either going to be a game-winning interception by Patrick Peterson or Harrison Smith. I, mm-hmm. I cast my wet, my net a little wider mm-hmm. because I wanted to make sure I was right. But I did, I did see that coming for whatever reason. Because if you guys, once again, this game felt like every other game this season – it is always a game-winning pick at some point when the yeah. other team is just about to score and they're charging and you think you're going to lose. Then someone on the defense comes in clutch and intercepts it at the perfect time. So, you know, follows the mold of all the other games. But It's been someone different every time, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like uh, Detroit game, Metellus made that pick. Dantzler ripped the ball out of yep. ISM. And then, Hitman. Uh, Hitman. Hitman. He made that pick in one. Washington and yeah. then Pat Pete this time. Yep. Yeah, it's nice to see everyone contributing. Yeah, electric defense. P P seven. P seven. And then uh P seven proceeds to take over Kirk's role as the chain guy. Mm-hmm. Who that dude is fucking yoked. That Which I'm not I'm not surprised. No, me either. But it's a thirty five year old man and he looks like he's twenty. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's that's great. That he's like a flurry Brady, like he could play till he's fifty. He's got, he's got the body for it, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, so after the game, we, we went and just hammered beers. I think we, we had uh, 10 buckets of Coors Light total. Just yeah. an, another bucket. Aggressive. Another bucket. Yeah, yeah another. Bit. Like, fuck it, get a bucket. Aggressive amount. And a lot of pizza. The um, wings were actually very, very, very stellar. Yep, yep. We had a lot of wings, Amazing. a lot of pizza. I, I still feel like my digestive system is not functioning correctly no. because of the way I treated it. But between, from all the way from the Detroit airport to Buffalo, it was, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a tough run. But um, yeah, just a little bit, a little bit more about after the game at the bar. Um, so we, uh, by the way, yeah, we ran into Derisaw's dad again. Yeah. You know, told him how nice of a man his son is because we've met Christian, hung out with him a couple right. times. He's such a nice mm-hmm. guy, and uh, clearly a contributing factor to the team. I know Kirk actually. That was who we remember when he ran over to the other sideline after the game. Yeah, he went and gave yep. Derisaw's dad a hug. Yep. So. Pretty crazy that we ran into him just walking by, and Cam mm-hmm. obviously recognized you because you were wearing the Derrissaw jersey. But, um, and then we went to yeah, we went to that bar, drank all the beers, and uh, oh, what else do I got on here? Um, well, you went through a table. Yeah, <laughs> went through a table after the game. We finally did it. Yeah, it was it was um, a very broken table, so it took us probably ten minutes to set it up in a way where it wouldn't collapse. It was feasible, and but then it, it took I, another ten minutes for Jake to get up onto the top of the truck. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, <laughs> dude. I was like, I was, was like, really dude, slippery. I like, I would have been nervous too. I'm yeah. like, dude, it was it was starting to get wet out, and like this this uh you know standing on the edge of the pickup. I'm like, this is not. St- I'm gonna kill myself before I even jump. <laughs> well, it's one of those things where now our our platform is so big where you know if if we have an epic failure like that, it's gonna go nuclear. So you're you're up there on that truck thinking. Please don't let me fall and ma- and mm. have this be a really funny fall because I will be on the front page of the news. Well, either way, it's good. It'll make uh, for good content. So whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jake uh, tried to bring a Coors Light into a bar. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so I took yeah. one out of another bar. And- so the, the the whole concept of a roadie is uh, make sure there's a, there's a crucial step in there where you ditch the empty before yeah. you walk into the mm-hmm. place that you're going. Right. And uh, Jake failed to hit on that step and decided to pull out the Coors Light at the bar. I'm like, I'll just blend in in front of the. Which is, you know, if in retrospect, if you're at like a really busy bar, oh, I think yeah. that's fair. Like someone else bought it for me, mm-hmm. but this was a very small dive bar mm-hmm. with like maybe 15 people in it. Mm-hmm. So, um. Bartender didn't quite remember, and uh, she was not happy about it, which I don't quite get. You know, I the bouncer came over and told him to dump it out, and bartender's like, no, I want him fucking out of here. And I was like, 
okay, well, he was about to spend money here. I know it's not a great move to bring in a, a drink from another bar, but right. like, I think some money beat zero dollars. <laughs> and then I, I sat up there and I'm like, well, can I get one? She goes, you know him? I'm like, yeah. She's like, you can fucking leave too. I'm like, Wonderful. okay, wow, so, great. So we walked out bullshit. of shit. Yeah, we walked. Yeah, I guess any any words there, Jake? Well, I mean, I might have made a mistake. I probably should have tried to come up with another excuse or just chugged it outside. But, like, come on. Like, you can at least have you, me well, dump it out. You also pointed at the other bartender. Jesus, the Wild just got scored on twice. Uh, the, you also poured it on the other – or you pointed at the other bartender. I'm like, that bartender. She served me, and she goes, Kaylee, did you serve him? Nope. Yep. You're lying, Jake, aren't you? You're so dumb. Why would you I was, but I was at this point. I was very inebriated. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this might have been around the time I sent Wyatt's it's probably World around, a text. Yeah, the, yeah. Read that text, by the way. It was a, oh, so gee, Wyatt's man, World gosh. tweeted. Uh, I asked. I, I was wondering what the 10K takes fellows were up to. Or yeah, something. let me let me pull it up. Well, he, he was checking, so I got it here. Um, he said, "What are you?" Uh, I think I said, "Drive home vibe check," because he was driving home, and that was earlier, like around nine. So I probably wasn't. Didn't have as many uh, drinks down the uh, the the gullet uh, yet, but then he he just said like yeah it's going great you know what are you fools up to you in Allentown sent this around eleven dude hell Wyatt's work at tomorrow for content question mark we are still at barer after the alerted good game alerted yeah and he writes back JFC I'm yeah. like and then I write one more message at midnight dude that was it. <laughs> and then I send back the next day. What the fuck was I on last night? And he's like, he, yeah. And then he's, yeah. So that was, that, that was, was uh, yeah, that was, that was it. After the uh, alerted um, good game. So alerted that, good game. I don't know what I, my so thought was. The best part of the story is yet to come. Personally, my favorite part of the entire weekend. <laughs> um, so we go to that other dive bar after getting kicked out of the, the previous one. And uh, let's say uh, this guy we were with paid the security guard who had a stun gun on him a hundred dollars to mm-hmm. stun Jake. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, you know, after some discussion, it, it was that required that Jake be shirtless for comedic reasons. And, uh, this guy fucking just stuns him in the stomach. Yeah. As I was doing the gritty. <laughs> well, no, well, I did well, no, twice. He, he stunned you twice. Yeah, so the right. first time it yes. was directly in the stomach. Yeah, I, mean, I just put my hands up and I'm like, just do it. Let me just see. I'm like, yes, there, there was a tweet that I fired off from the main account. Um, I think it was, let me see here. So it was, oh, I got to scroll back because this is, yeah. So this is the first one. Um, let's see, November 14th at, so this is 1042. This is 1042. Uh, wait, Eastern 10. No, why does it say 1042 AM? That's not right. I think this was about one or one or one thirty in the morning, I think mm-hmm. in, in Buffalo anyways. Yeah. And, uh, I said, um, uh, Kirk Cousins just got stunned in downtown Buffalo, hashtag school or whatever. And then, you know, Jake got stunned, whatever. He, your shirt was still off. You were just kind of walking around the bar shirtless, which is always a hilarious look. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then there, there were discussions about you getting stunned again, which you were totally down for. I'm like, yeah, dude, fuck yeah, dude. And I, and I was like, this time you need to gritty when you do it. So, like, okay. you, you should hit the gritty. And then I told the security guard, I'm like, you need to come in and just fucking hammer him in the back with it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And it, it created what, in my mind, is the funniest video we've put out all year. <laughs> this security guard was just laughing his ass off. Every, he he ev- enjoyed that. Everything about it, like like from, from the gritty to everyone in the background hammered yelling skull 
to like you just yelling out in pain. And then I flip the camera and I'm laughing and you can hear yourself in the background still like, ah. yelling in pain. Yeah, and, like, then, ah. and then you were like, yes, like you were getting some sick sexual yeah, I know, thrill I know. from it. Yes. So <laughs> it was like, like some oh my gosh. Shit. So like I watched that video on repeat probably a hundred times the next day. Yeah, it's it's cringe. It's cringe for me to look at it, but it, it's it's uh, it was just crazy. Uh, the yeah. fact that the biggest thing is just the guy shirtless at a bar in Buffalo. That's already but, but funny you know enough. What? And then you're grittying, and there's people staring. Yeah, and then, and then, then it gets tased. The, there's just a lot of elements that go into that. I, I one of the comments on TikTok was, "I have so many. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna play it again. Oh my god, dude! Oh it, goodness, it, it it honestly never gets old." It's just, I'm doing this horrible, gritty, just fucked up. I'm play it one more time. <laughs> oh, my God. If you, if you're. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, like a P-A-L. Like this, this is about as good as it gets, in yeah. my opinion. That is yeah. content at its yeah. peak. And, and my final, final thing I'll say to cap it off. Um, is uh, when I was flying back, there was this guy who was with, you know, sitting next to me as a Vikings fan. He was flying back to MSP, and I was watching the video on TikTok just to, like, you know, see how many likes it had or whatever, just checking in on it. And uh, he sees it out of the corner of his eye and goes, is that the guy getting tased? And I go, yeah. Mm. I go, yeah, I was the one who filmed it. He's like, no shit, really? And I go, yeah, watch the end of it. He's like, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> We've had, like, four, four people in my group chat have sent this. Like, this is this is hilarious. I'm like, yeah, that was that was us. I'm, I'm glad it was worth it. Um, to an ex- well, it could have never been shared, and it would have been worth it. It was a unbelievable experience. It was, uh, it was very <laughs> Buffalo. Was, it was probably my biggest regret of the whole weekend. I uh, went back to the hotel before then because I was fighting demons. Yeah, like yeah. you, Jake tried to talk to me for so, like an hour. <laughs> I was like, "Cam's now mute or something," because Dude. I was sitting there like staring at you in the face, talking to you about like the game or asking you a question about a player. Or, like, oh yeah, the Gophers are blah blah blah, and oh yeah, Gophers are playing. I went three Cam. Did you fucking ready for this? And you're just staring at me. It was at that point. It was either like you were brain dead, like was, you were in a coma. Or it something. was either like, don't talk and be fine, or talk and throw up everywhere. Like, yeah, I was. I, I think everyone's been demons. there. So I did regret because I just remember <laughs> Jack crawled into the hotel room at like two thirty, and I woke up and he looks at me and he's like, "Dude, Jake just got fucking tased." <laughs> Dude, that's what he said. I'm like, "Wait, nuts. is he like in jail?" No, <laughs> like, no. I was still out because. <laughs> This is the part of the, the danger of bars being open pass, too. Like, it's just nonstop mm-hmm. out there. But did not get tased again. Yeah. And but, some people were like, I saw one guy go, if this is staged, it's not It's not funny. I'm like, okay. But if you realize if, if he did something to get stunned, he probably wouldn't make it back the next well, day. Because he probably would have gotten thrown out or been in the hospital or get... Well, no, look, we, we, we said we this guy paid him, so we I knew I was going to get tased. The security guard was laughing. Yeah, it's right. like I I wasn't just took my shirt off and the security guard, no, don't do that. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> which would have still been funny, but like it's it's just uh, it was just a great bit. Also, like a, yeah, I, I don't know if a bar in Minnesota would ever do that. This is another no. thing I love about Buffalo. Like the the. The bouncer got bribed a hundred dollars to use a, a dangerous weapon. Not, yeah, not dangerous weapon, but like, like it wasn't going to kill me. Maybe. Yeah, but like uh, something that's not—it's not a toy, right? No. So, um, and, and the and you can see in the video the bartender is laughing. Mm-hmm. She's laughing. Yeah. And everyone in the bar is laughing. The security guards laughing, and like, 
it was that's what we do it that was that was i mean everything else that you've heard has been incredible but that was <laughs> that was the peak of it in my opinion dude i, I already seen like a, a stupid bit like a uh you take that video you slow it down and you add like the 30 for 30 music it's like like there's some really dramatic music, like like ding 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 ding, and like this is 10k. Yeah, <laughs> some bullshit, and you yeah. zoom on like the bartender laughing. What if we I bring told people you. together? What right. if I told you that a game-winning interception in Buffalo turned into bringing a bar together at two in the morning? Yeah, just like the stupid thing in slow do, motion. Do, just, do, do, I will, do, do, do. I will say one of my favorite parts of the trip are the comments on the TikTok of my pizza. Oh yeah, we were just going great. after Buffalo. Someone said it looks like a cardboard with buttons. Yeah, <laughs> uh, one guy was like, "I was in prison from '93 to '97, and they served us better food in the clink." I'm like, you know, this guy's not lying because, first off, if you were lying about going to jail, you would just say, "I've been to prison." You wouldn't list off. <laughs> Second off, '93 to '97, four years during a very random time period. He's serious. That is a legitimate serious yeah. ex-convict who says that that food that you were served that day is worse than being served food in federal fucking prison. It's like, here, I'll read some of them. It's like, why does it look like it was printed on paper? <laughs> it's like... Dude, this is why the internet wins. Is, yep. that, is that sliced hot dogs on top? <laughs> so bad. <There's... laughs> this this is what I am saying. I had soggy chicken fingers there. <laughs> yeah. So everyone just had a bad experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have, like, Buffalo fans who are, like, defensive about it, who are like... Learn how to tailgate, and then I respond. I'm like, learn how to not fucking blow games. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, it's so fucking bad. Oh, Bro- shit. <laughs> broken table pizza with ketchup on it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's that's basically what it is. Honestly, that. And like I said, I had a pretty good slice, so I feel bad that I didn't share that. But um, I will say a lot. Of, this is like a notorious bad thing there, though, because a lot of the Buffalo fans are saying it's like I had it at a concert once. That shit's musty. Yeah, <laughs> like just, yeah. Everyone just said it's horrible. Yep. Yeah. Unanimous decision. I don't think there's a counter argument <laughs> no. against that that pizza. I mean, you hear people argue about food all the time, and you know that's that's a relatively arbitrary. But um, in terms of this, this is just pretty non non edible pizza. That, um, yeah, for some reason mine was edible, but it may maybe it's just uh, you get a bad yeah. slice. You definitely got a bad slice. Yeah, yeah. it was rough, but that's oh, a good, it's good stuff. It was such a fun trip, though. Did uh, obviously we all had to once again do the airport thing back, which oh, was not as fun as the first the time around. The layover thing was layover fun, bit. Um, but you know we uh, we got through it. We got home one in the morning to fucking snow being on the ground. I yeah. actually thought about staying in Buffalo and starting a new life. Yeah, in Buffalo because I saw that there was snow on the ground in Minnesota. But like, eventually, Buffalo will going get that back snow. There. Yeah, yeah, it. they're going to get it before Sunday's game. I heard up to two feet. Dude, I was I was getting I forgot about this kind of, but on my flight to Detroit, like I mean, like I'm already pre- I'm pretty like fucking tired, exhausted from the trip and everything. Just want to get home, and and knowing that I already have to you know have another little bit of a layover and go back home after and have another flight until I get home. The last thing I want to he- it. Here is the, there's a guy. There's these two guys, older guys, are clearly friends, just fucking talking so fucking loud on the oh, flight on the way back. Uh. Not drunk, but j- just the one thing this guy kept reiterating. Maybe I'll get. Maybe I'll give the old lady a call. She won't fucking answer. She's a fucking alcoholic anyway. Oh just God. just yelling. I'm in the back of the plane, and everybody was just kind of like looking back. He just. I don't know if he wasn't aware of how loud he was speaking. I don't know if he was partially deaf. But he was just fucking yelling in his entire yeah. conversation back. And we're like, dude, shut the fuck up. See, 
I always get stuck on a plane oh next God. to the one person who turns the light on at a night flight. Yeah, just um, last night I got to read. Uh, I was I downloaded on HBO. I downloaded Lone Survivor because I haven't seen it in a while. I was going to watch that. The woman, older woman next to me, is fucking knitting, and <laughs> and has the light on. The only, I turn around, no light on. I turn forward. I think one other person had the light on in that corner, and yet I'm sitting next to the one person with the light on. And that reminded me, like on the way to Vegas this year. I was it was a 7 a.m. flight. I was stuck next to the one fucking guy who was going to read the newspaper. He had the Star Tribune, older guy, so I get it, but had the Star Bruh. Tribune only light on mm-hmm. in an early morning flight. And I'm like, fuck my face. I I just want to <laughs> sleep. I just want to close my eyes, or at least I want my screen to be brighter. And you have just the one glaring yellow airplane light to the right of you. I will say I flew southwest on the way back. And I don't know if I could do it again. My flights back were a goddamn nightmare. First of all, I got on the plane after like a whole weekend of drinking. I'm like obviously having alcohol withdrawals. I, I was drinking at the airport, but like yeah. as soon as you stop drinking, it's bad. So yeah. I get on the airplane. It is literally 250 degrees. Oh, dude, that is the, the worst though. Man. Southwest planes are a fucking sauna. Ugh. And then they have this dumbass thing where it's open seating. Mm-hmm. So there's no assigned seats. So by the time I get on the plane, well, fuck me. I have to sit in a middle seat both flights oh yeah it was so bad. I, I got stuck with a couple middle seats this weekend too it's always it's kind of like a pulling a slot machine right see what seat you're gonna get like but. well i flew delta the way out there i picked my seats i was like i'm that should be yeah. for every airline mm-hmm. like we pay enough yeah. just let us pick our seats 48 hour trip and i was on four different aircrafts yeah. that was fucking bananas to me it's not okay but it, it was the, worth the, it the, i like i said like it. i said it in the tweet totally worth all the horseshit of traveling mm-hmm. 20 uh, 20 hours of the 48 were spent traveling which was terrible but uh we got through it yeah especially as i i i was in work in dc for the week so on friday night i was at i was at airports for a total of probably five hours yeah and then flew and then did that saturday and sunday but it was a lot of time in airports. At least you were never at Newark. No, fuck that. I, that sounds uh, horrible. I got, to, uh, I got to experience that one for my first time, and uh, when everyone warned me about it, they were right. It is a fucking zoo. There are people everywhere. Um, it, it's a clusterfuck, but one, another, like I said, worth it. Worth the bullshit, especially the Patrick Peterson pick happening right in front of us, Jake getting tased. It was an experience that has definitely changed me as a person. I'll experience, say Experience, like... None also, other. Vikings fans are fucking crazy, man. Like, yeah, you ex- the, the amount of partying that people did that weekend. Like the guy in the plane next to me was telling me about his weekend, and it was nuts. So yeah, like no sleep, just bars, strip clubs, like tons of drinking. Like it's yeah. just yeah, Vikings fans go hard, and it's uh it's yeah, a you, great, you, it's, you, it's a great time. You you understand? You see how crazy our fan base is in terms of just how diehard they are when you go on a road trip. Yep. Because then you see the really the committed people come out of the woodwork, mm-hmm. including ourselves, and we're, we're, we're crazy. Yep. But we're in a good crazy. Yep. True. Absolutely. But uh, we'll take a quick break here, and then we'll get to our interview with Josh Bratton. Are you getting hopped up on the Viking season and you want to play some more bets on the Vikings because they just keep winning? Well, we have the legal sports betting option for you. So better edge is, again, I should say it again, a legal online social betting marketplace that allows you to post and engage with other sports betting fans, place no commission positions in an online marketplace, compete in direct head-to-head challenges with horrible bettors such as myself, 
And sometimes maybe a boss man and cam. We have our highs not, and lows. Not this weekend. Not no. this weekend. Vikings no. money line cash big Vi- time. Plus ten units, baby. It, Fuck yeah. It, huge, huge win, huge win. But you can place those bets on this app, which is amazing. You can compete in public or private betting competitions, and you can buy or sell positions on the spread, whether it be the over under money line, whatever it may be, at current market prices set by you, the people. There's no casino. You're not going up against the house or anything like that you're going up with other people and you keep 100 of the earnings you make when you do win a bet so if you use promo code 10k 10k at betteredge.com you can get a free 20 dollars when you sign up and verify your id so once again that's promo code 10k 10k at betteredge.com that's b-e-t-t-o-r-e-d-g-e.com sign up now to get a free $20. All right, everyone. Welcome back to It's a Bit. We got a very special guest with us today. We have Josh Bratton. He's an actor who's been in, in so much that we'll get into. Uh, you've done some writing too, right, Josh? Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while since I did any writing. Uh, I don't know if I've actually ever made a dime doing any writing. I did some plays and stuff like that in college, but... okay. Yeah, we got to I got to figure out a way to, you know, to write that uh that next I guess it would be the next Minnesota sports movie, right? Yep. Yep. I thought I might I thought I might have an angle with the curling guys, but then they're like I think they got wooed by like big Hollywood and then I don't know whatever happened with it though. Like maybe I need to circle back and be like you know, Schuster, you, you, you want to do this thing or what? Curl, curling is yeah. a very underrepresented sport. You don't see you don't see a lot on it. So yeah. I, I think you could uh, I think you could put some, shed some light on the sport of we, curling. We could bring what you know, miracle the movie Miracle brought light to the game of hockey. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can make you can make the movie about that brings light to curling. And was that the, was that the 20, 2020 Winter I, Olympics? 2018, the oh, big one. Oh, yeah, when they won the gold. I um, think with Tyler George, goal. Minnesota yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. Most of them are, I think, except for the, the except for the big mustache guy. He's from, I think he's a drunken Scotty. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that guy was a beauty. That yeah. guy was, that guy yeah, was great for the sport of curling. Sweet. More of him. But, yeah, um, yeah folks. Uh, I actually, I actually, yeah. um, you brought a miracle. I actually, I auditioned for that. Really? What did you audition I, for uh, in it? I, I, I mean, essentially, I think it would have been like Neil Broughton or somebody like that. You know, one of the Minnesota boys in in, in the movie. But I got out to, I think it was out in Ontario, Ontario, California, some huge rink. And uh, guys, I played basketball growing up. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm from Minnesota. I'm like, yeah, I'll get out there. You know, I'll show them I can move around a little bit. I can at least stop and you know. I was literally last on every single drill because there were like these bit, you know, just big bruising like guys who, you know, yeah, yeah. I played it. I played at Denver College, but now I'm, you know, I've been living in L.A. for a couple of years trying to do this acting thing, and I'm like, I, there's no reason for me to even be here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? you, you, there's nothing I could do or say or you know joke. There's no way that I could read a line where you're gonna go. You know what? Let's get the let's hire the guy who's terrible at skating to be in this movie. You could have you, no. you could have played maybe an extra on one of the one of the other teams they played maybe maybe you could have been you, know, you could have been a Russian yeah I, maybe yeah I was thinking um, right away when they had me like read the script or whatever in audition I was like I got to try to be the goalie yeah Jimmy but Craig it was yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, but so the but the goalie was an actual was Eddie Cahill who was like he was on like NYPD Blue or or something or I don't know what he was. He was on some show at the time, and like they were like that was like their one like real actor they were going to hire um, to to be on the team. And I think there was another guy who I did a show with his wife, um, Nathan something, who played. He was like an actor, but but mm-hmm. but played like junior hockey, so he was legit too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, I mean, long story short, didn't get that part. You did, you know? though. Yeah, maybe hockey wasn't your thing, but you said you, you played basketball, but you did get the gig in semi-pro. You played uh, uh, Twiggy, yeah. Munson. Tw- Twiggy Munson. And uh, the, Twiggy way, Munson. the way that uh, Jackie Moon introduces you, he said, the guy is single and disease-free, no VD at all, but you can be mm-hmm. the lucky girl to give him to give it to him. Six foot five, Twiggy Munson. Are you actually six five? Yeah. I'm about I'm about six three, but you can get away with that. It's like yeah. professional wrestling, you know. And they say, "Oh, the seven foot giant," and he's actually six seven. Yeah, um, yeah, you can get away with it. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm six three ish. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that audition that was a little bit that was a little bit easier because um, actually, well, once I got past like the reading the script, you know, you go and do the with the director, you read a couple of lines from from the film and the and the scene that I think they had me read was either one where i was like on the bus or in the locker room something where i wasn't playing so i was like oh cool i'll just wear like i'll just have my hair all floppy and i'll wear some nice western wear and some big bell bottoms and boots Mm -hmm. and i got there and like all the other guys were wearing like tight shorts you know fake afro headband and i'm like wow i really i really blew this one didn't i but uh i that might've been a blessing in disguise. Cause I think the director probably remembered me, you know, from that, that made me at least transition to the basketball audition where I sealed the deal by getting extremely lucky and hitting like four straight, um, three pointers on a design place. Nice. So it was, Oh man, it was, it was, <laughs> it was manna from heaven. When, when those, when those threes just kept going in, even like the guys who I played basketball with were, they were watching me do it and they're like, this is unbelievable. I mean, yeah, you're 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 a fine shooter, but this is ridiculous <laughs> under these circumstances. Well, was that was that hair you had in the movie? That wasn't a wig. That was your real hair, right? That was all. So. That was all real. Yeah, me and me and Will Ferrell were the only ones who who didn't have to show up like two hours before our filming to get our our tattoos airbrushed off <laughs> and uh, and then get our you know all the facial hair and everything. He was. Yeah, we, he had the he had the legit sideburns. I had the burn. Yeah, I had the sideburns that were, they were my real sideburns, real hair. It was nice. Save yourself a ton of time, I'd imagine, and uh, like <sighs> dressing because those. I mean, obviously, people think that actors wear you know the wigs you get for Halloween, but they get you know they're probably a lot. Yeah, I'd imagine they're a lot more, you know, professional than that. Probably take a lot more right. time to put on. Right. Yeah, and I don't I don't know how the guys people who do it like you know Angelina Jolie who has like. 47 tattoos like Ugh. i just couldn't i wouldn't be able to sit in a makeup chair for three hours and have those airbrushed it just doesn't seem worth it so right. you don't have any tattoos then no i just got i just got one tattoo of of ricky rubio but it's on my rear end so oh yeah oh, wow is that is that you guys have, you guys have one of those too right don't you yeah, oh, yeah yeah for sure yeah who do you uh, have on your butt uh, well, he's probably gonna have Kirk if uh, you win the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, I, I'll have myself on my ass, you know. Mm-hmm. If, if Kirk, yeah. if, if I or we win the Super Bowl, that's mm-hmm. gonna that's a gimme. Yeah, yeah people forget yeah. that Kirk also said if we win the Super Bowl, he would add a a verse to our rap song "Thick Boy Summer." So, 
there's 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 a lot there's a lot more on the line here than just a trophy i'll say that i think i think he would make a good like kind of a good like nate dog to you to to your guys raps where he could come in with those those sweet dulcet tones you know Mm -hmm. eh, country boy from michigan comes in and makes he really really (laughs) smooths it out you know makes it sound pretty i don't know yeah well yeah. Well, I got a pitch. I mean, you're an actor. Kirk is obviously yeah. has some uh, acting experience. I mean, he's we saw the his amazing role in his in his high school plays or college plays. I think we sure. should direct a all direct like a new music video for that for that mm. song or, or yeah. another project. And yeah. I think we should we should get get Kirk involved and yourself involved as well. I think that'd be great. Could probably we could probably figure out a way to get pizza ranch to finance yeah. it. yep a quick trip quick yeah. trip would probably be in quick trip. Yep. yeah just all the dad brands companies. yes does he do any milk commercials because i mean that just or is that is that like two on the nose for him he's so believe it or not jake like invented the narrative around milk he he told us he's not a big milk drinker he's like i, I he's like it, it fits my personality that i would like milk but i'm not <laughs> yeah. i'm not a big milk drinker but like i think everyone just Man. it's one of those things where if you keep saying it enough you start to believe it so like Jake just repeatedly hammering on the whole milk thing. Yeah. Everyone thinks he's a milk guy now and yeah. he just, he doesn't even care, but he seems like a milk guy. And he, like he yeah. said, he said, he does. it does seem like it would, I would be the milk guy and would be at the milk stand at the state fair. I just, yeah. but I just, I don't, he's like, I don't mean to disappoint you, but I'm, I don't like milk. And we're like, Oh, okay. Well, you yeah. know, we're still going with the bit. Yeah. still got to go with the milk thing. Yeah. I tell you what, though, man, I'm glad he's. I'm glad he's like. Uh, I'm glad he's kind of starting to throw into some more double coverage and and really, really putting those those fifty fifty balls up for JJ at least. I mean, you know, give him give him a chance. I, when when he when he came, when 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 he threw that one and and and, and JJ came down with uh, what I would call probably the greatest catch of all time. Um, uh, I. At that point, you probably would have wanted to to check my my jockey shorts for some yeah Kirko stains yeah I mean, it was, yeah you might have been kirking off at the time kirked off so it, it was without it yeah without even contact it was incredible yeah uh, I mean yeah. so we we were obviously at the game and uh, we saw that mm-hmm. play happen and we're like shit Kirk just threw another pick yeah like, we thought it was totally intercepted and then I see I, and then then you hear all the Bills fans swearing and we're like mm-hmm. what and he's like look at the big screen. The corner had both of his hands on the ball. JJ has one hand yeah. on the ball, and somehow he comes down with it. It is out of all the things that happened that game. That was so that was insane. It didn't yeah. even didn't Air even Jettas. see it in person. We're we're sitting ten rows up, and it didn't even look like a it didn't even look like a catch to us. I think maybe I think I was I think I was probably wrong or off base. But I, I just call them I just call them fifty fifty balls because that's what you know that's what people typically call them. But with JJ, I think you know I think they're probably more like. 80 20 balls yeah maybe 90 like 10 80%, i was gonna say well 80 percent, he's gonna catch it 15 percent, the guy is gonna bat it down and maybe five percent it's gonna be an interception so right. they, i think that the defensive backs really have in this league have no, no chance against him no and and it's and we say catch of the year which is absolutely true and then you watch espn and they're like potentially the best catch of the year it's like potentially best no. catch of all time mm-hmm. let's let's yeah, throw that in the conversation i mean i get potentially potentially anthony edwards murdered that guy from toronto on that dunk two years ago. yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah or or the one last year where he put the guy's face in, in yes. his penis yeah and, literally by his crotch and they called it i think they called it a charge but it was still Bullshit. like a charge yeah yeah you, you never 
as a player though, who's trying to defend that, you never come back. I feel like from a play like that. And as a cornerback who had both of his hands on the ball, I can't imagine being the guy who, you know, JJ caught that on. So yeah, when you talk about, you talk about 50, 50, I, I like to think 80, 20 as well. Lighting designer on the fly there. Yeah. Yeah, look at true professional. Yeah, go on, there you go. Just going, a little bit. Oh, yeah. that kid's kind of gives you some nice dimension. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, there's some shapes. There's, for people watching on YouTube, there's some shapes back there. There's, uh, there's We've got some shapes. Yeah. You, you know what? No, I'm king of vibes. I'm, I'm getting vibes right now. I don't know if it's just the video, but you you, you look like Rob McElhenney a little bit. I can see that now that you point it out. Oh. There you go. I don't know if you've got that before. It's not a bad. It's not an insult. It's, it's funny. I used, to, I, I used to play basketball with him like – 20 years ago and oh, I, wow. I remember yeah he i would play with him and uh um, glenn like every oh howerton oh, probably every yeah probably yeah. every because we played you know, we played every sunday at like nine nice. o'clock in this crappy gym in encino and uh i remember going to the they're like hey we shot this thing on our uh, you know camcorder for 150 bucks or whatever and you what we're gonna screen it over at uh at paramount for like uh, a couple of studio execs you want to come and check it out I'm like yeah sure me and my roommate went over there, and so it was me. It was me, my roommate, the the cast of It's Always. <laughs> they called it It's Always Sunny on television at the time, mm-hmm. and literally one or two people from Paramount and Topher Grace. Oh, yeah! Wow, jeez, those, those were the people in the in the screening room. The Just first people squad. to ever watch that. Yeah, my God! Now they're what? What on season 14, yeah. 15, 16? Yeah, they're up there. That's crazy. And I was like, man, this is great. I was, I was like, yeah, I really enjoyed it, guys. And then, you know, they had somebody else. You know, somebody else wanted to bring in Danny DeVito and and <laughs> yep. and uh, um, Charlie Day. You ever man, met Charlie yeah, Day? Bring Phil it out. He was there that night. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I suppose because yeah, one Very of the originals. Yeah, yeah, they all geez. they all seem great. And and something I can I, you can appreciate about a show like that is to this day they still use that original intro <laughs> where they just have the little camcorder and they're driving around Philly. You know, it's just one of those encapsulates those. Philadelphia. Yeah. Do, do, yeah do you, funny show. Good guys. Do, do you still keep in contact with them at all or? Yeah, I, there was, I, I texted with Glenn maybe a couple of years ago. He was putting some, he was trying to put some movie together and he wanted me to come and um, like do a reading at his house or something like that. But I was doing a, I was doing a play at the time, but uh, yeah, you know, you know how people, we on social media and stuff like that, stay in touch, but mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not hooping on Sundays every, you know, every week anymore. Right. I don't know. If, I don't know if the body can take it. Yeah. Well, really quick, going back to hooping and uh, playing, uh, yeah. playing in semi-pro, what what was it like working with Will Ferrell on that movie? It's pretty cool, man. He was really, um, he was really nice. He was really down to earth and, and just kind of naturally funny. And, but he was also really perceptive when it came to um, knowing if, whether or not if a, a scene was working or a particular concept was working. Cause um, maybe like the scene where we're doing people who've seen the film, we're like trying to uh, spice up the halftime show. And so we're all in like costumes, like tropical, like bird costumes and stuff like that. And uh, he comes in and is supposed to break it up and, or no, Woody's character wants to get us practice in. And, uh, and that's when he finds out that Woody's going to be the coach, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it was pretty, it was the scripted pretty mildly, you know, where he was just kind of supposed to be upset and kind of walk out. But, um, 
didn't feel right to him. So he just started uh, calling us every, every name in the book. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, this is a, this is a, you mother, this is a freaking mutiny. Yeah. Um, who bought, you know, who bought you those rabbit boots? <laughs> you guys don't care about me. I mean, just. <laughs> was, so that was all, imp- was that mostly improv? That was probably mostly, that was probably 90% improv. So you just kind of got to go with it. He just threw an absolute fit. I remember it's been, it's been a year. So it's been a while since I've watched it, but I remember he, yeah, he insults everyone in the room and yeah. 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 And they, they'll like the, there's a, there was a scene where all of us are wearing uh, eyeliner. Like at (laughs) halftime we did, or before the game, we put on eyeliner so that our eyes pop on TV. And, uh, this in this in the like the stage directions or the whatever on, on the script it just said the guys start feeling the eyeliner burn their eyes <laughs> that's that's yeah. like all that was in the script You're like okay Cut to, like watching the film there's like everybody has like 15 lines about how it feels like cat urine or whatever you know um yeah, that's just how those things kind of kind of ebb and flow and breathe probably probably not too not too dissimilar to uh you know your music videos and stuff like yeah, that and your, yeah, no. your golfing videos i'm sure a lot of improv yes a lot of those yep just as yeah. much uh just as much uh effort and, and money i should say goes into the, yeah same but produ- similar same budget, budget i'd imagine we're yeah. pretty just, close number of zeros yeah. in there yeah. yeah you know um can i say i'm disappointed um yeah kind of almost sad that uh andy's not there yeah, well, so this is this is on Andy because he lives in New Richmond, which is all the way in Wisconsin. It's mm-hmm. about an hour away from where we're at, and uh, he claims he was going to move to the cities because he wanted to be more involved. You know, as our yeah. our operations happen in the cities, and uh, the move has not happened yet. No, nope. yes, he's wow. still he's still in his. So he, yeah, he's actually chosen to be in. He's isol- He's right isolated now. himself. I, yeah, yeah and he's chosen I to be more creepy. Gonna, I thought you were going to say that at least that he was in like. Arizona watching Arizona Fall League and, and, and stealing stealing foul balls from eight year olds. I mean, he could be. At, he oh. claims he's in Wisconsin. He could be anywhere right now doing yeah. some weird well, shit. He, he was he was in Vegas for two weeks for a horse show or something. He like he. That's a long time for yeah. a horse show. <laughs> yeah, he works. Well, yeah, because half it was driving. Because yeah, right. His his new job is I think he he helps out a very wealthy woman with her horses. Actually, it sounds like he's got a pretty good gig. But he's like, yeah, we're uh, we're going out to two. We're going to Vegas for two weeks ago. That sounds like fun. We're driving. I'm like, that does not sound like fun. It, yeah, it's very strange. I remember I, I, I had to ask him like three times, so what job are you getting yeah, again? Yeah. I'm I'm helping out with horses. O- okay. Yeah. This is interesting. We we uh, we made the joke that uh, his role is to make sure the horses are happy, uh physically speaking, yeah. if, if you know mm-hmm. what we're talking about. And uh oh. horse retention maybe is the is yeah. the title. Make sure the horses want to stay with her in the show and not uh the others. But who knows? I'm not sure. He was in Vegas for two weeks doing that. So this is why you, you rarely see him because he's either in Wisconsin yeah. trashing Minnesota sports, which a lot of people in Wisconsin do, or randomly. Or he's, he's very, he's yeah. very negative. He is. He does is. he have to be that negative? I don't. I don't think he does. I think he's that, that's the role he's chosen he's here. Chosen. And I guess you know because we're all kind of homers and very positive. I guess he he wanted to go against the green, and to his credit, that makes him different than the rest no, of but us. Like the- it's 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 almost it's almost too much though because like the wild will be playing like one of the worst teams in the league and he'll be like yep wild are gonna lose five rip tonight yeah just watch or he'll say the wrong team that team can't even score five yeah the wrong team yeah he got he got cooked for that one or he tweets out he puts out a tweet 
why would why would that midfielder do that? Yeah, like a random soccer tweet about a Premier League. What the fuck are you talking about? Aggressively tweeting about soccer at six. What game are you talking about? First off, there's not a lot of interest here for soccer, and we don't know what you're tweeting about. Yeah, there's shit like that. At least mention a player. I need some context. Yeah, makes no sense. He's 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 so negative that he. He makes Bubba look like Barney the Purple Dinosaur at times. <laughs> you know, uh, I, you know what? We'll uh, we'll get into more questions about your role in the in the Dahmer series. But when I was watching you in that series, I couldn't help but just start laughing out loud, thinking this is the same guy who made a list of his top Minnesota sports personalities and put Bubba uh, at the top of it. I couldn't. Well, I'm just the you know I, I I don't want to take credit for that. I'm just the aggregator. You know, I get that information. That information is sent to me, and I'm asked yeah. to you know kind of like how Aaron Gleeman puts out a lot of information. You know, yeah, they trust me to they trust me to put it out. And, uh, I'm happy to do it. You know, they know I've got like, I've got somewhere in the like four or 5,000 Twitter followers, you know, yeah. not, not everybody has that many. No. So yeah, yeah it's I not just, true. I it's true. Top 1% upper I, quartile, the up top quartile. Quartile. What part of the quartile though? Uh, the, so what did Jim Ursay say? The upper, uh, part of the top quartile. So mm-hmm. the upper, quartile. upper quartile of the top quartile. Yes. Top I don't, know if, you, I don't okay. know if you heard that quote, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, Jim Ursay. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna try something else. Okay, more natural light. How many more windows you got in there? Oh, that's okay. not that's 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 fake that was a light. Yeah. That's fa- I don't like it, but you know what? For you guys, I think it's probably. I think it's I think it's probably better. Natural light is is better, but um, now, see, I'm a little blown out right now. You would never want to use this on camera. Yeah, we don't uh, know. It uh, look great. Yeah, hair we, still the hair you, still looks pretty tall. What do you think but, about our uh, lighting as as an actor? What do you think about our lighting? Is it, I can't. I'm just. I'm distracted. I just keep seeing the. Uh, I just keep seeing Randy. Yep. Yep. Flash his ass. Yep. Yep. I can't uh, see. Look at how sterile this looks now. Uh, it, it almost looks. It uh, looks darker. Yeah. Like you, you, yeah. You're now, creepy. now, yeah. yeah. Now it looks like you're in a cave. But it, but you could but you could go with it. Yeah. See now he's going with it. Yeah. See. See. Yeah. Give give us. It's like we're improv. the. Yeah. We're improvising right improv. now. Improv. 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 I think. You know, I just wish that uh, I wish that Chris Finch would give more minutes to Nas Reed. Yeah, I think we would. It'd be beneficial to the team, the makeup of the team. Yep. Yeah, it is pretty cool. No, you guys got a lot. You got a lot of stuff back there. We do. Yeah, um, we do. Any questions? Some of it's a little too small. Maybe it's just. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it, it's uh, it's it, this is this does not benefit someone over Zoom. It's more of like when you're here in person, ah. you get to look around. So that's the, one of the disadvantages to being on Zoom. But um, it looks yeah. cool. It makes us seem like it we does. got memorabilia. It does, which we do. You it's know not, what? It, you know what it looks like. It, it yeah, it, it looks. You are you are putting yourself out there to be as uh, John Krasinski, one of America's finest sports writers, said. Uh, 10k takes a burgeoning empire yes. yep yep and that, you guys hear that that yep. oh, yeah and that Did line you hear him say that, that yeah that line yep. is still in the intro of the show mm-hmm. uh that's that's part of the yeah part of the part they of the, are a that is a nice package they are a burgeoning, burgeoning empire, empire. yeah well that when was I, when i <laughs> that's about as good as it gets folks right well there. pretty nice going back back to that uh uh airing of the show or back when they were talking about that on on air was when they were discussing your list where, right where bubble correct. was number one yeah who's dan barrero's like i'm only i'm number two on this list but i'm number two with only one person his name is bubba 10k who's bubba 10k 
<laughs> we, we thought that was hilarious because we're like right now as he's being talked on one of the biggest syndicated radio programs in the country Bubba's laying on his parents couch yeah probably with probably his, doing probably with his gut out watching yeah. watching college football highlights or ghost or encounters well, or something you know we don't we can't we can't you know we can't abide by we can't agree with everything Bubba says or, or, or does but <laughs> if you're gonna it like five hand- times if you're, if you're gonna eat a handful of worms, mm-hmm. you're gonna start making lists. Yep, yep. Whether they're good lists or FBI watch lists, you are gonna start making yep. lists with the activities he's done. Well, yep. we just one of our bloggers, Jack Johansson, just wrote a blog about him because we've now been an, an entity, I should say, or an empire now for the last three mm-hmm. years, and Bubba was a part of it for maybe almost two. And we've, of course, gotten a lot of followers in just the last year and a half since Bubba quit, uh, unfortunately quit. Um, so he wrote a blog to kind of recap the biggest things of Bubba to people who f- didn't ever get to experience anything from Bubba. Mm-hmm. But sure. what were what was your favorite Bubba moment? Was there something that like really caught your eye to be like, you know, this guy might be number um, one on my list? Let me... Um... I'm going to do just because I'm doing a lot of technical work here. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to plug in my device as well. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. You need the power juice it up. Okay. I, you don't want it to die. midstream. Right. You know, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm saying something really poignant, yep. um, which has happened, uh, he's a really, he's a really nice singer. That's what we Correct. said. Very, very underrated voice. Yes. He doesn't um, understand it. I, and I think he's like, he thinks it's funny or he'll even, he'll play into it and or he'll, you can hear sometimes he'll like, he'll screw up a note on purpose. Yeah. Cause I think he, I, I'm pretty sure he has perfect pitch. Yeah. His opera voice is actually incredible. Yeah, like if you ever hear him sing opera, he's, and you know, yeah. he's a, he's a big guy. So he's got to have some big windpipes, but it's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Basso profundo. Yep, I think is what uh, Dan Barrera would say. Yeah, yeah, got a nice voice. Yeah, yep. He talks about how he like he was t- he was talking to somebody one time. He's like, my favorite musician is Andre Bocelli, who's a opera singer. It's his inspiration. I, yeah. uh, and and know that you're totally spot on. When you, I've told him this, for, he sings, but I think he tries to like joke around or or he gets stage fright or something. And it's like, mm-hmm. dude, you can actually be you should actually be a singer. You can make a career in that. It might not. See, will he do? Does he do? No, I don't know. You know, if he's around much anymore. But does will he do at the uh, the ten karaoke events? Will he um, see what I did? Yep, I like mm-hmm. that ten, 10 karaoke. karaoke. That that could be a that um, should be a that, thing. That could be a bar. In could the future, see it on the ground. Um, He'll get credit for that. Will he do opera? Does he do opera at ten karaoke? You know, if he was on one that night, having an episode, as we call him when he goes manic, uh, he probably would. Yeah. Yeah, he probably would. Yeah. You know, if you showed up, I guarantee he would. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Oh yeah, he totally would. I, sh- I, sh- I, sh- I show up and just say, "What do you? What are we? What are we drinking tonight? Huh? Yeah, Coke Zero, Diet Coke. You want a Mountain oh, Dew Zero? I was gonna say uh, you. You could not even go. I know. I know you're a big Mountain Dew guy. I don't think you could huge, go toe to toe with him in in drinking pop. That guy. That guy has put down more pop he's, in one sitting than I've ever seen a human being do. It's, it's he, just, he drinks a lot of fountain pop. Huh? Yeah, he's a big Coke guy. Yeah, big Coke guy. Diet Coke as well. Yeah, Bubba 10K, a huge Coke guy. Yeah, yeah. huge Coke guy. Huge Coke guy. Not not the illegal Coke. Well, there used to yep. be illegal Coke in the Coke, but that was a whole separate I just thing. wanted you to have the sound vibe so you could use it yep. if you needed it later. No, yeah. no just for blackmail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I, I, like, I like it. I like it. But yeah. I think uh, 
I th- did I answer a question or what? We kind of yeah, I think off the rails there. Yeah, I think we we somehow were getting into the uh, <laughs> yeah the, the the sports personality list somehow. The list. Well, we started it with Andy, and yeah, yeah unfortunately, he's not. I will say if if we had if we had a, a female guest in here, he would be here. Yeah. yeah. Oh that's boy, just how he is. People like the list. Well, that's iconic behavior right there. Yeah, you know, going up for that, getting really nervous. But people females, like people yeah. like people like the list. You know, it doesn't come out very often. A lot of people want it to come out like more, more frequently, but no, I, 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 yeah, because you don't want to oversaturate it. You want people to crave it. And the only mm-hmm. way to do that is yeah. to give them very limited access. So I think what, is it yeah. once a year at this point? It's been a couple of times a year. I don't, yeah, I, and I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out what I, I may have teased it once and it didn't play so well after I teased it. It's mm. gotta be kind of like a, like a sneakers shock drop. Yep. That seems to be the best way to do it. Yep. Uh, on like a Sunday afternoon at like five o'clock where you just nothing's going on. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Out, out of football season anyway. Yeah. Right. Well, you got to build the anticipation and if there's even no mm-hmm. set date for it, like it just gets released. I mean, people are always going to be waiting for it. Mm-hmm. So that's true. We're excited for it every, every single year. And we're curious who's going to be on that list. Is that yeah, list? Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you're on, you know, sometimes you're, you're on there. Sometimes people, you know, are on there. Sometimes you people you don't think should be on there are on there. Yep. And uh, that's just how it shakes out. And I think we should just keep referring to it as the list. There might be some listeners like, what are they talking about? Follow Josh Bratton on the Twitter list. and and you'll you'll find yeah. out what the list is. Now, you guys, I, think, I was going to say really quick, you and Jake could kind of partner on the list because Jake is very good at doing the Chris Jericho. You just yeah. need the list sound bite. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and do it. You oh, just yeah. made the list. So basically what you could what you could do is he could to introduce someone to the list instead of just tagging them, they would get a personal invitation yeah. of him doing that. Um maybe like they they send it as a you send it as a DM like by the way, congrats, you know, Andy 10k and then it's a video of Jake right. just screaming you just made the list. Yeah. So wow. It's yeah, a, it's, it's an cool. idea. Yeah. Be a fun bit. Yeah. Yeah. You just made the list. So, there's so much you can do. Yeah, so much you can do these days. In the, oh. the, the wild west of the interwebs. Yeah, yep. the internet's. Yeah, it's Elon's yeah. Twitter now. Especially anything's Twitter. possible. <laughs> yeah, we got this. It's been a yeah, any, any, any. been a wild ride. But uh, you know, I know a lot of people want want us to ask you about uh, obviously Dahmer, um, the the sh- the most recent uh, Netflix show that we we've seen you in. You played you played Jeff's dad when he was growing up. Um, yeah. I guess my first question is uh, how, you know, what is, is that the role you originally applied for when you, or, you know, you, you God, what's the word when you audition, audition, geez, yeah. it's been a long week. Yeah. Um, and kind of, how did you, I guess, did you catch wind of it? Yeah, they sent it over to me. I got it from my, my manager or agent or whatever. And I was like, Oh wow, they're doing this. And, uh, and, uh, they'd already had, uh, Richard Jenkins attached to play the older version. And I'm like, yeah, I kind—I think I kind of already look and—I already kind of look and sound like him anyway. Um, it'd be interesting to see what he wants to do. Yeah, but so I, yeah, I just read, I just put it on tape, and I'd worked with with um, uh, Ryan Murphy before, so um, thought I might have a shot there. But sent the tape over, and uh, you know, just uh, probably just read it on this backdrop here. Yeah, and um, didn't hear anything for like two months, three months. Cause I think they were, they were just working with scheduling or whatever, but they initially they said they liked me and 
then ultimately I just got the, I just got the call from my manager saying, yeah, you're going to, you're going to get this. You, you need to like, you need to get to the studio tomorrow or whatever for a fitting. It was one of those things where it was like, it's always that way where yeah. like nothing's going on. And then it just, just hits the fan and, and you're like, Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I just, I think I just read a couple of scenes and then I got to, once I got to, you know, get my, go there and get my, my little flat top fade and, yep. and, and costume and stuff like that. Um, Richard, I'd already talked to Richard Jenkins on the phone for like an hour about what he wanted to do. And, um, he's like, you should come and watch, why don't you come and watch me do a scene while you're there doing your fitting. So it worked out. The timing was actually perfect because I got to go in and see him do the, uh, there's a, the scene in the interrogation room where the police mm-hmm. tell him what his son has done. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm just watching it. And I'm like, first of all, I'm like, well, this guy's dominating, mm-hmm. you know, it's unbelievable. Like from like stepbrothers to what he's yeah, doing. Yeah. I, this. Like, I, the I, guy has range that dynamic. is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but then I was also like, I'm, I know what to do, you know, because he'd already talked about, you know, I'm not going to do the, not going to talk real slow and do the hokey, you know, whenever I can't do a Wisconsin accent. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, the Wisconsin accent. You didn't want, you didn't want to like Fargo it where it's just, he didn't want, he didn't want to do that. And I know that Evan, Evan did it, you know, to a, to a degree. Well, he, I mean, Evan basically just became Jeff, which was, which creep was creepy in itself. Yeah. Very. um, Yes. Um, but yeah, he just wanted to do it because he didn't think it would be very interesting if the guy, the dad, you know, if he talked as as the real Lionel does. So it was good. It was good to watch him and just kind of it was cool to craft that after seeing what he did. It was a fun, fun experience. Well, as fun as it could be. Anyway, it was very sad, obviously. Right, but the the sh- the show in itself was was great. Like, <clears throat> yeah, very, the, 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 super, the story super is, well is, done. is sad, obviously, and horrendous. But yeah. like the portrayal of everything was was great i thought but yeah i mean was it harder working on a darker show versus like doing like a comedy or or, yeah yeah. i think it's harder on the it's probably harder on your on your body and your soul and your mind when you're working on something that dark because it just it tends to go home with you yeah um thinking about it but you know if you're doing a sitcom or whatever you after you've after you film for the audience, you might, you might forget all of your lines by the next week, you know, but like, I'm never going to forget like pulling a, you know, a, a possum out from underneath a, you know, a, a house and, right. and showing it to a, a young boy and telling him about how it works. And then seeing that that may have led to, you know, or stoked his uh, interest in some ways and how, yeah, you know, living creatures are or whatever. Right, right. And uh, was it was all that? Um, I know the the most of the scenes you were in were filmed at at his house growing up. Is that would you guys shoot that in California somewhere? Yeah, I think we were in like North North Pasadena somewhere. They had there's a lot of old there's like a lot of old neighborhoods there over there by mm-hmm. the Rose Bowl where yeah you know they got like that mid century modern and and many of the homes have had like one owner. Mm-hmm. And I like the people either, you know, they either sell it, they go to, you know, nursing home or whatever. And, and it's like untouched, you know, same carpet from the sixties, same wall paneling. Like they, I don't think they had to do anything to that house inside. 
So was that a house that like they just that they just owned or that they bought or I, that's the other thing just I rent, wondered. They, you know, rent it, yeah. It's just a rent. Mm-hmm. It's just there's you can there's a, I'm sure there's a database for like, um, um, you know, location scouts or you know whatever locations people just go on and say, oh, there's 14 houses in this one mile radius that are, you know, that are frequently rented to studios or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but like in like the one we do for uh secrets of sulfur springs my my show for disney plus it's just it's out in the bayou mm-hmm. and, um it's it was just something that they found and they liked and they were like they approached the people who owned it and were like can we film here and they're like what what do you mean we're like well <laughs> we have well, we want to do a tv show and we want to use your house and then like your property and everything and they're like oh okay you gotta well, get out <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i don't think there wasn't anybody living there it wasn't right. really quite livable at the time but uh you know at least it hadn't been torn down well if we had ever someone show up to uh the 10k house and said we, we want to film film uh, a movie or a show i don't think we would have uh, be uh, very... absolutely say yes yeah. every oh, yeah. time if it helps pay the rent 100 yeah. percent. yeah yeah can't complain about yeah. that Plus, plus, then that's just like one of those weird things you can point out and be like, "Yeah, you see this TV show, that one scene? That's this house. Yep, that's our house. It just, mm-hmm. it just adds cred to the brand, if you know what I mean." Yeah. Look at look in the background. They even used our our mini fridge. The, yeah. The one, where, <laughs> the one where I where I got uh, what what happened? You got something was in the fridge. You got you got oh, uh, or something like well, that. Well, no, there was a squirrel in the house. Is yeah. that what you're thinking of? Yeah. There was oh. something where you Odin. you got. Odin, you got oh, Odin. Oh, yeah, yeah, you oh, got yeah. Odin. So it's kind of oh, like, yeah. yeah, it's like getting smeared off ice, except if yeah. someone pulls some oats on you, you have to dump the entire yeah. thing on your head. Yep. That was a, that was a weird trend for yep. a while. But yeah, very Jake, strange. Jake, it did, Jake got Odin. I got Odin. Yeah, you can bring that back. Yep. That was a memorable, obviously, that was a memorable video. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. I just, re- I just recalled that. That's probably a year yeah. old by now. Yeah, exactly. at least because that was in the old studio. Yeah. That was probably actually. Wow. A couple of years old. That was probably yeah. 2020 when there was no sports. It's like, let's just make a video of Jake dumping an entire thing of oats on his head because yeah. that's all we got. Other than you Tiger guys. Yeah. <laughs> silly guys. You guys. Well, li- literally <laughs> literally nothing going on at that time. No. Because it was nothing. COVID. We were stuck in our studio. There may have been some alcoholic yeah. beverages. Um, yeah. It drink. was just, just drinking beer and watching minor league professional wrestling. Cool. Uh, I was going to say it had the uh, had the Korean baseball league even started at that point. Um, I think it I had because yeah, gosh, yeah. we were watching the LG Twins yeah, or something. The LG Twins that was everyone's team. Yeah, man. yeah. Me and me and uh, and uh, yeah, me and uh, young uh, King Micheletti, who uh, we we talk in text more than people know. Um, yeah, we were we were gambling on that. Like, Absolutely, um, why not? Yeah, yeah. or FanDuel or whatever. It's like yeah. I have no idea who these guys are, but I just gotta get. I, I need to have some action. Here. Yeah, you need your you fix. Know? I yeah, I remember betting yeah. on like the LG Twins money line against the Samsung Tigers, and that was a matchup none of us will ever forget about. <laughs> it's yeah. the most the most commercialized sporting event I have ever seen. There is a logo on. Um, eventually, these players are going to have to get tattoos of logos because they're just going to run out of space. It's insane. Yeah. But yeah, that yeah, that, it could be a good nil. Yep. Or are you are you still mm-hmm. a uh, still a betting man? What what are your uh, do you uh, what do you give the Timberwolves at this point to make the playoffs? Oh boy, um, <laughs> it's a long season. I get it, but I feel like the it's... playoffs is do we do we deem the playoffs to be at least a, the sixth seed or better than because I think the seven and eight. 
Yeah, you, and they the do. Nine and ten are the play-in. Uh, we're, it feels like we're just always going to be a play-in team. It's tough. It's like that's just kind of our role. You know, we we you gotta fight it, fight and claw to get in there. I, I, I think it depends yeah. on if they make a big move or not. I don't know. I I I, I, I feel like they want to get a new point guard. Um, I don't know if that'll happen. I think I don't think they'll do any like major shakeup. I know, I don't think I know. Towns wouldn't be able to get traded until after the new year, which uh, you know, half of half of the Twin Cities would would absolutely lose their mind if they entertained something like that. Yeah. Which is just always it's always a fun show to watch, right? Know? Well, yeah, that's when people go absolutely ballistic. Yeah. <laughs> well, and especially the NBA trade trade deadline, it's it seems like I mean the NFL trade deadline gets pretty crazy too, and the NHL one as well. But with the NBA trade deadline, you have some massive deals that happen. Because was yeah. it was it Harden who got traded in in the middle of the season last year? I remember that was a big one. The Ben Simmons, yeah. Harden, yeah. So anything's it's possible. It's got to be the only the, the only league where like top ten players like continually get traded yeah. at the trade deadline, which yeah. is just, just so bizarre. Like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just swap around. But it feels like, though, if, if the Wolves at this current rate don't take any action, then playoffs could be missed. Uh, typical know. Minnesota Timberwolves behavior ensues. Yeah. yeah, a lot of hero ball. They need to, you know, they got They need to share the ball. They need to uh, need to recognize that they've they've probably got more talent on this team than they've than they ever had. And and just trust your teammates. You know, make mm-hmm. the extra pass, swing the ball around the perimeter. Actually, actually cut to the basket after you pass to the the guy who's open. He might want to throw it back to you. Who knows? It oh, could work. Yeah. It sounds like you're saying the Timberwolves should just play basketball. Yeah, as, as, a, team. It's intended, as, as, as a team. As a team, though. Yes. It's not that hard. Playing basketball would solve a lot of their problems. Yeah, it would. Yes. It would. I did you see that? You actually might have been the one who tweeted it, but there was a video of Anthony Edwards like standing on the three point line for like a minute straight, not moving a single inch. It's like where yeah. where did Bruh. where did that come from? Like, ugh. I wonder what that was. Like, is that was that like was he just trying to was he taking a taking a breather? Was he upset at someone? Yeah. I'm not did moving. He just do do nothing because his guy was still like face guarding him. He's like, well, I'll just stay out of this and then we can play four on four, which I don't like those no. odds either. Yeah. You know, well there, it was also possible. He was having some intestinal discomfort from all that Popeyes he's been eating. It could have been mm-hmm. that as well. Could have. So maybe could have. he's beef. He's peace. He's, he's looking pretty beefy this year. He's, uh, I don't know. Maybe he's, he's following James Harden, we, James Harden's method, the Popeye's diet. Yeah. Let's see how that yeah. works. <laughs> I still think he's the guy though. I think absolutely he's the closest. Yes. He's the closest thing we've ever had to something, you mm-hmm. know, like he can be just about anything. Yeah. He wants to be. But yeah. You get, you get strong, like Kevin Garnett vibes, early two mm-hmm. thousands or, you, you know, that, those kind of teams, you know, you can yeah, kind of yeah. feel that even though we're, we're six and eight right now, but you never know. Well, what was that? What was that trade? scenario that came out in like the summer where we were trying to get uh kevin durant well uh kevin durant so the the oh yeah the nets were trying to get rid of kevin durant because he wanted right. to go and i think the deal was ant cat and uh d'lo and a couple picks for kd it's like yeah, so couple, the, entire, the the entire team for basically no <laughs> minus right because so the rudy, rudy thing hadn't happened at the time but uh Ooh. Yeah, not going to happen. Just J J Mac and Jaden and Nas Reed, Luca Garza, and 
Kevin Durant. Just, <laughs> I don't know. You know. Luca Garza. The, the Island of Misfit Toys. That's what it would have been. Well, Luca... <laughs> <laughs> has, it would have been so weird. Has Luca Garza been called up yet? Is he up? He's been called a couple of times and back down. Um, I've been harassing the front office and the coaching staff to have to actually put him on the court. But, yeah. Uh, so far, they're too scared. Yeah. Well, do do you, I'm assuming you are directly speaking with Alex Rodriguez when you say you're harassing the the front office. I try to. I don't know if he sees my my <laughs> my, my Facebook messages or my you know Twitter my, DMs, my, my, yeah. my MySpace pokes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he sees any of oh those. Oh my god. Do you, oh, do you remember? The poke, the poke feature Facebook. of Facebook was such a genius way to get more engagement, but so stupid. Like I used to sit and poke twenty people at a time, and they'd poke me back. And this, and, like, and this was like what I would do on a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. Never it's incredible. You say the word poke, I totally forgot. Twi- yeah. Twitter should come out with poking. I know. As terrible as an idea as that is, I might have to recommend that one to Elon. Tweet it. Tweet it at Elon. You, you want more people to spend time on Twitter? <laughs> Everyone wants the last poke. Yeah. You could charge like eight cents per poke. Yeah, yeah true. why not? Yeah, the server fees, man, that stuff adds up. Yeah, yeah. And the thing yeah, is, they would good. they would make they would make a shit ton of money off that. There'd be so many people that'd pay for pokes. Yeah, just to poke somebody. <laughs> yeah, probably worse than a DM. Probably, like, <laughs> probably worse. But or maybe yeah, maybe instead of sending a hateful message, you just poke. Yeah, and that makes the I inter- poke you it makes the internet a better place. Yeah, you you say something mean to somebody, and they're like, "I I, I poke you." Mm-hmm. There's some weird shit. You've been poked. Yeah, you've been officially poked, yeah. sir. Like, am, am I am I canceled? No, no, you've just been poked. You've been poked. Yeah, no. It's for you to determine what that means. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll we'll. It's up for interpretation. Yeah. Well, uh, another question I was going to ask you. You know, of all the roles you've done, you've done so much so much stuff with TVs, movies. Uh, what would you say is your favorite if you had to pick one? Yeah, probably just probably semi pro, just because I just love playing basketball. I always love basketball, and I always like um, you know Will Ferrell's movies. So kind of getting to to meld those two, I probably would have been pretty devastated if I didn't get that part, which is is likely. Like there was when I once I auditioned, there was still probably a ninety nine percent chance I wasn't going to get the part. Yeah, which is which is still pretty insane. You know, especially after you know, draining three threes in a row like yeah. that. That's no, you, you impress, well, the, you know, the directors. That's where, well, and f- funny enough, the guy who was like the sports coordinator on the film, I had just worked with him like two years prior on a football movie in um, uh, North Carolina. So he's like, you know, the director's like, well, so what should we have? What do you want? Let's do a play here. And he's like, yeah, let me get, let's get the ball to Josh at the top. Of the key. He's a, hey, Josh is an athlete. We, we were together. You, this guy will do anything for you on camera. So don't worry about it. And I was like, dude, you are a legend there for saying go. that. That's awesome. Cause like the director who's like, didn't really know much about basketball. He's just like, Oh, so he knows how to play. Like, I can't really tell. I'm like, yeah, I mean, just look at him. He knows he can do everything out there. So. Yeah. Easy enough. Well, that's perfect. That guy sounded exactly like that too. By yeah, the way, no, I yeah. wouldn't doubt it. Go. Exactly. I wouldn't doubt it. it. Yeah. So you said yeah. this guy was a sporting coordinator, the sports coordinator. Sports yeah, these coordinator. guys come on and like they have a crew who basically help you. Like every sports movie will have a crew that has they've hired special ability like extras and, and sports performers to carry out all these things on film to make them look like legitimate, you know, 
sports plays, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Well, that's because, yeah, some of those sports, that's what I've always wondered because there's so many sports yeah. movies that obviously have such great acting, but then on top of it, like the gameplay looks great. Like yeah. in Miracle, it's like those are legitimate skaters out there, like, you know, dangling people and, you know, so oh, yeah. it's. It, uh, well, don't insult Josh. He tried out. No, those guys. Those guys were definitely, <laughs> definitely legit. As no. I was, uh, I was mid ice, and I realized everyone was already down at the end of the boards there. So, uh, I just yeah, never, I, I never thought there was a correlation with former college hockey players and actors. So that's that's something I guess I didn't know. But there you were. Stuck a lot in the of middle sports of a- people get into a lot of a lot of former athletes get into acting or you know, singing, rapping, whatever they, they they'll get into something. Cause you know, once your body fails you, then you're like, well, I still want to be, I still want to be special and have people think I'm cool and, and want to go on a date with me or, you know, whatever. So like Antonio Brown, he was, yeah, yeah. He got in the rap game after sports. Notice me. Yeah. Yeah. Just notice me. Shit Unfortunately, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have the athleticism. So I just went straight to the Hollywood notice me. That's well, all right. Well, clearly Kirk is already preparing for his life after football, <clears throat> whether that be rapping yep. or acting or whatever it may mm-hmm. be. Clearly is. Yep. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. What? How great would it be? Like everybody thinks he's going to like take a hundred million to and go on some like mission to Uganda, but no, he just throws it all into the rap game. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Kirko yeah. chains. Kirko chains. <laughs> Kirko chains and and his first hit single and exclusive. You uh, like that exclusive ac- extra with uh, Antonio Brown? Yeah, it's called it, "You Like That." Him and AB just put yeah. out a song. You like that? And it's or like, no. yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how it go. We could like come up with a rap, like, it's like something about having two kids and yeah. something about Lake Michigan. I got two and, kids. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I got I like a Lombardi. You like that? They film it out and they film it out in like uh, like Tucson somewhere in the out in the desert. You can you know throw in something about cactus bread in there. Yep. Yeah, like yeah, the wind, yeah. Tie 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 it all back. He's probably shirtless because he's just ripped. Yeah, and no one really knew he's it. Strapped. Yeah, he's, 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 he's he said uh, I'm absolutely strapped, which you know was a shock yeah. to us. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was more slender, but he he's definitely stacked up pretty pretty thick there. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate yep. it. Yeah. That's, that's a direct, technically a direct compliment to Jake. Yeah. So. I, I, I live through Kirk and Kirk lives through me. Although a lot, <laughs> a lot of people got to see Jake shirtless in Buffalo this weekend and he did not in fact have an eight pack. And, no, uh, I did instead not. Instead of wearing a ton of chains, he got tased. Yeah. Um, was that a, intentionally, was that a bet? Was that a bet? No. Uh, someone we were with paid the bouncer a hundred dollars to do it. And Jake's like, fuck it. Yeah. I'll get, I'll get, uh, <laughs> I'll get, I'll get stun gun. Yeah. And I said, well, first you have to hit the gritty and then, walk into getting taken gritty into it yeah and it it just it all kind of came together you know just like a good movie does or tv show so So. we are now getting involved with the jackass industry Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah you know that's what i was gonna say yeah yeah so it's like the tides are turning eventually you're gonna see steve-o and johnny knoxville collaborating with us so it's not too far off yeah you gotta be careful with that stuff though you do you do a couple of those and people really like it then you're forced to sort of lean into that for like the next 15 years and, and you have to one-up it, it every time which yeah, yeah. i i think yeah. i think we're gonna dial it back you should dial it back I, I, I went through the table in the basement i'm still hurting from that and uh you went through the table at the tailgate and then you got stun gunned yeah we'll get well, with a couple bruises <laughs> yeah you might you might want to dial it back or what, what what did kirk say about uh he was gonna pass the mantle he, he didn't pass, say the, pass, back, or pass the torch to to pass others the torch. i think that 
I, th- I think that is that's probably run its course. Yep. Yes. Just yeah. Because leave it there, especially when you're thirty thousand feet. There's only so many things you can do, and you don't want to you don't want to put everyone on the plane and the pilots in danger by yeah. pulling off some well, ridiculous. Your guy, yeah. your, your guy Heineke was drinking like bush lattes and 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 throwing on some chains and yeah. on a commercial flight. Yeah. From what a poser! Really to Washington. What a poser! They just went. It's like congrats on being five hundred. Yeah. I didn't even see. I didn't even see screens. Thank you on for beating. Thank seats. you for beating Philly from the bottom of my heart. But yeah. you're a poser. Oh yeah, that's the message. You are. That was nice yeah. to see that they are that they're that Philly's actually uh, beatable. Yep. Yep. That's very nice. You know? We yep. can get the. Uh, we can shoot for the first week by. Mm-hmm. That's a long ways out, but that, that also means nice. that the Vikings now hold the longest win streak of the season. Titan. They do. Yeah. Because, seven games. Yeah. Yeah. This team doesn't though. Like of all the teams I've ever watched, and I've been watching since the the eighties because I'm old. Uh, the I don't. This this team is. I'm nervous about this team. Like even even ninety nine, I was still a little nervous about that team mm-hmm. just because Randy was so young and or ninety eight. Um, this I don't know. I kind of expect these guys to win because it's just what they do. No, I, I felt the same exact way though. Like I know they're eight and one, and I shouldn't take this for granted. It's awesome because they've had so many shitty years. And you don't yeah. get these kind of seasons, but it does scare the living hell out of me. One with their history, the Vikings' history of of choking eventually, no matter how good their teams yeah. have been up to that point. And two, they have played in almost every one of these games they've won. They've been playing from behind. I'm like, I don't think a team is mm-hmm. going to allow you to yeah. come back like that in the playoffs. The Packers were the only team they truly dominated. Yeah, I mean they're winning games. Good teams, good teams find ways to win games. They're yep. a good football team, but you cannot be playing yeah. from behind in the playoffs like that. Yeah, it's a lot consistently, harder, especially on the road. I just I feel like that might be the kind of the way they want to approach things, and it's certainly maybe the way that Kirk approaches the game. He doesn't want to make a lot of first half mistakes, you know, just try to keep it close, stack some points, and 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 stay in it, and then you know come fourth quarter, bring it to the ticket, bring it to JJ, and and you know, start throwing some of those eighty twenty balls again. But I don't know. The crazy the stat is what's the stat like they're okay, so they've played nine games, right? Mm-hmm. They've played nine games. I think seven of those games they've scored a touchdown on their first drive, which is the most of any team in the league. It's so crazy how they can come out of the gate so hot and then the next few drives it's like nothing happens. It's, it's but then it's they finish show. off high. But then they finish off high. It's 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 like a valley, right? Because last year you noticed they would finish off strong because they would like script. I guess Clint Kubiak would script the first twelve plays or whatever, and they yeah. would always do very well. And they just never recover. Yeah. They would just lose the game. It's so bizarre how how every game is <laughs> horrible. The same, every, you know, every week by week. Yeah, KOC's got a nice vibe going though. Yeah, cock. Yeah, mm-hmm. big cock. Yeah, he's yeah. good vibes, good dude. You know, the, it seems like the, the team is comfortable being themselves around him. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of compare yeah. it to to the older times when you know everything was a little more strict, and KOC just kind of plays into the bit and lets it happen, which is you know I think great. Yeah, yeah, having Big Z is is pretty nice too. He's a he's a nice anchor on the defense. That was yeah, certainly an improvement from last year. Yep. Zadarius Smith. Zadarius. Just making big hits. You see him coming. No. no. Yep. That's a guy who I'd be terrified if he was running at me mm-hmm. full speed. So um, credit mm-hmm. to all the NFL players who take a hit from him every day. Hey, kudos to them, huh? Because yeah. they really they gotta, they have to go up against some big SOBs. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those wide receivers and running backs, quarterbacks. Yeah. 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 We, we've uh, we've gotten the pleasure the of meeting. Large men. Last year, we got to meet most of the uh, D- 
the def- the defense, a lot of the defensive guys, and uh, yeah, you, 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 I think when I met Anthony Barr, I legitimately had to look up at him like this, yep. like straight out of a movie, like that. Yeah, it's that tall, that those, big. Those guys, those guys are different people, man. I yeah. remember the, the 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 Steelers, the Steelers won the Super Bowl maybe in like the mid like two thousand six, seven, eight, somewhere in that region. Um, I played flag football with their starting center at the time i think it was justin hartley or something 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 like that um and uh he was immense not fat in person mm-hmm. and was would blow by everyone um like he was by far the fastest guy on the field like not even like the slender guys who you think are really, they're really fast in your typical game. And then he shows up and he, he was just, you know, he could, he, he beat him by 30 yards in a hundred yard dash. Like yeah. there's special specimens yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Completely di- built different. Built different. Built um, different. Yes. Jake, did you, did you have any other questions? I uh, just want, just one quick question. I mean, it's, it can be yes or no. I mean, if you were ever nominated for an Oscars or an Emmys or, or in the future, um, are, can we be your plus ones or plus one to the event? I don't know how, you know, I don't know how that works. You, you, yeah, I'm open to it. Um, you could bring Andy. Actually. Yeah. Bring Andy. Just get, bring Andy. Yeah, bring Andy. <laughs> yeah. This is my plus one. Hey, it's the guy from Wisconsin who does stuff with horses. He, I don't know. Would Andy know how to behave in that? In that kind of, I mean, like, he really, would, there'd be, does there, he know be, what black tie affair means? There'd be um, way too many pretty girls. He'd get really nervous. Oh, well, nice. would would he sit next to me without saying, "Hey, you got no chance at winning"? <laughs> yes. All these other all these other guys are way better than you. It's or cool. uh, no, you're, you're going to lose though. Or this guy's a big Manchester United fan. He's going to get. He's yeah. get the. It's okay, Bennett. <laughs> he's a big soccer guy. Yeah, like, heck of a midfielder. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his def- his defense skills on soccer are insane. You're like, I don't even know what that means. I don't know what the I don't know what a defenseman does. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> or yeah, someone else. You'd be nominated, and yeah, someone else wins. See, I told you, that guy just had a blah blah blah. Yeah. Camera just pans to Andy, and this is some random guy he brought from Wisconsin who made a sports list. I guess uh, he got the the plus one. (laughs) He'd he'd show up. Andy would show up wearing a black hooded sweatshirt. (laughs) Yeah, he'd just sit there. Oh, I didn't have a tie, so I just wore a hoodie. It's fine. What are you talking about? (laughs) What? Uh, That would be an all-time moment. Oh, man. I like it. I I, I like him, though. I think he's a good guy because we we all hammered him, and Mm -hmm. we we rained down on him with such vengeance over stealing Mm -hmm. that little kid's foul ball, and he was like, but he yep, takes it like a champ. Wrong. He takes it like I was a champ. Wrong. Yep. No, I'll he be said better next time. He said he would do it again if he had the chance. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> he's a psychopath in that yeah. sense, and that's why we love him. Yep. And that's why he's a part of the brand because, in a way, we're all psychopaths. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe our, just a little more than us in our own ways. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Josh, this has been such a blast. Before we let you go, we got to do the yeah. signature uh, rapid fire. We're just going to ask you ten questions, oh. and uh, cool. just fire them off as fast as you can if you're ready. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I feel like this one might be rhetorical, but uh, I'm going to ask it anyways. Uh, you're on a deserted island. You get one drink of choice for the rest of your time there. What is it? Uh, so Mountain Dew Zero. Okay. Oh, so zero. So you're not an original drinker? I like the flavor. I, I, that's too much sugar. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. Being I, I've, I've grown to like the flavor of the zero. Okay. And I think it's significantly better than diet, diet yeah. Dew. Yeah, I might have to give that one a try. Um, how many fourth graders could you fend off in self-defense? Mm, three. 
Okay. Um, People probably say a lot more, but I think I got my, my lower back. I just don't think it would handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Now I know you live out, you live out in the LA area, but um, Minneapolis or St. Paul, which, which city's better? Uh, St. Paul is a lot better actually. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's totally. Yep. Um, Would you rather slap a random baby or your own grandmother? Uh, Probably my own grandmother. Okay. Um, Does pineapple belong on pizza? I don't like it. No. No. Okay. Um, are you a bigger TV guy or movie guy? TV. TV. Mm-hmm. Um, if your laptop could speak, what would it say? I uh, plug me in. Yeah, that, that's actually an answer I don't think yeah. we've ever gotten. It's so true. My laptop's always fucking plug dead. me in. Damn it! Just charge me. I don't need the juice. Charge me, bitch. Uh, least mm-hmm. favorite fast food place. Oh no! Uh, Burger King. I don't. They're all pretty good, though. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to find one, but that one's probably the closest one to it. The Whopper's kind of plain. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's a common answer. We get mm-hmm. that a lot. Yeah. No. Yeah. Now this one is is really really interesting. We've asked everyone on the show this question. We've never actually had an actor on. Um, if a movie was made about your life, who would play you, other than yourself, if possible? I'd say probably Josh Hartnett. Okay. I don't think he could get into he could yeah. get into the psyche of me. Okay. Uh, final yeah. one. Give us your strike three call. Damn, I like that one. That was great. Yeah, I might have great. blown out the. I might have actually blown it out, but he got into it. Oh, okay. We've had we've had people give like ten second ones before, yeah. so that was totally fine. I like the quick strike three out here. It. No, yeah. There's yeah. quick and there's long forms of the strike three call, and that one was pretty good. Yeah. Cool. Well, Josh, thanks so much, man, for coming on. Like we said, it, it's yeah. it's impressive how much how many things you've been in, and uh, we're proud to say, you know, we we have a Minnesota native out there representing us in uh, in Hollywood. So keep up the great work. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to be to be something to be a beacon for all you young people in Minnesota. You know, yep. you can grow up on a pig farm and, and and make your dreams come true. You can grow up on a pig farm and make the list. Yep. You can make the list. Yeah, the list. If you just if you just you believe. Just made the list. If you just believe. Yeah. All right. Well, Josh, thanks so much, man. It was uh, yeah. so fun having you on. Hey, Vikings fans. Do you want to listen to us, 10K Takes, every single Sunday on the air on KFAN for Vikings pregame? Well, we actually do a skit uh, between the first and second segment of the official Vikings pregame show on 100.3 KFAN. We do, uh, I think this week we did um, like a, a news station kind of thing. Uh, we've done skits in the past around TV commercials, sitcoms, just a really funny two minutes that we like to put our print on, on the, uh, the, the K fan Vikings pregame show. So once again, the Vikings pregame show kicks off two hours before official kickoff time. So if it's a noon kickoff, obviously the show starts at 10. You can listen on 100.3 FM on your radio or kfan.iheart.com. Once again, we do a skit. Vikings pregame get a little humor in uh, the guys on the on the pregame show do such a great job of breaking everything down but uh, we like to kick it off with a little bit of laughter so once again between the first and second segment the official Vikings pregame show on 100.3 KFAN uh, you can listen to us 10k takes all right welcome back to it's a bit obviously electric interview with Josh Bratton uh, you know we knew that one was over long overdue I think just we've always been interacting with him mm-hmm. on on the socials and whatnot. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's incredible. When we were doing research, I didn't know how many roles he's had in so many different shows and movies. So 
Um, it was super interesting to talk to him, especially after, you know, all of the, the Dahmer stuff, because I just recently started that show and, you know, crazy seeing someone you, you know of at least, but I didn't know him at the time, but you know, knowing, you know, how we've interacted with him on Twitter and stuff, seeing him in that role, it's just crazy. Yeah, it was, it's nuts to, um, you know, we were talking about it. Like, I can't even imagine being in that, playing that role. Like it's obviously awesome for, you know, him as an actor to, you know, to expand into something like that. And it was, like I said, a great show, but it just the connotations around it and, and everything just being part of this, you know, crazy ass, crazy serial killer, obviously not, not the greatest thinking of that, but it was just awesome talking to him about all of his different roles and semi pro and Will Ferrell and how he, how he knows the it's always sunny guys and Mm -hmm. how he was there for their original pitch. I mean, yeah, he's been there and he's done that. That's for sure. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, and then is is he just sees such a passion for Minnesota sports, specifically the Timberwolves. Yep. Um, but no, it's just it was it was great speaking with him. But like we said, like we've been interacting with him a long time, mm-hmm. and the list has been a thing for a few years, and it's just fucking hilarious. Yeah, one of our guys always makes it on that list, and it's great because it's always the guy you least expect, mm-hmm. um, like a Bubba or an Andy. And then you know, next thing you know, Barrero's talking about it, and it's a story. So yeah. it's uh Always something does we, great stuff. we appreciate, but that really does it for another episode of It's a Bit, folks. We're going to cut this one off just because we know the interview was was pretty long, and uh, our Buffalo stories were great. And uh, if you can't tell, uh, we've been through the ringer here the last few days, so we need a little bit of time to mentally reset before another busy weekend of sports with uh, the Twins unveiling their new logo yeah. on Friday. We're going to be front row at that. Uh, we have Gopher football, a very They're crucial p- game on Saturday against the, Iowa. The, the Gophers against Iowa. I guarantee you, my my if my dad's listening to this. Like this is not a bad thing, but we're gonna hear the Gophers against Iowa probably over under ten and a half times. Yeah, and it's great. Also, Ray Christensen, quick uh, better edge plug promo code ten k for a free twenty bucks. I heard the over under for the Iowa Gopher game oh. opened up at thirty two and a half, which is the lowest in the match's history. Yeah, or it's rec- the lowest in FBS history. It's, well, I, I thought really? it was the lowest opening one since like 1995. Yeah, I saw it in 1955. But oh, maybe I maybe, maybe we, I was reading it is wrong. This, yeah. Is this a trap? Is this too easy? Uh, I'm not touching it. I dude, I've seen a lot of Iowa games this year. Like the Illinois, they've all been like that. The Illinois game, and Illinois has put up a lot of points in their games. They lost that. I think they won that game nine to six over. Yeah, Iowa. I don't know what it is about Iowa if it's the defense or what, but like they're. Their games have been low that they've been playing in. I think the weather doesn't help either. I think the fact nah, that no, it's going to be very chillingly cold, by far the coldest game the Gophers will have played this year. It's going to be a in the teens. Of, a high of 18 yeah. so far. That could even go down. Uh, we have snow now. I do kind of understand it, but yeah, I might be on the boat of I'm not going to take it because it does seem a little too low, but it also could even seem too high compared to some of the past. Mm-hmm. But anyways, and then good. and then we got the Vikes Sunday against the Cowboys. Fuck the Cowboys. We them boys. You, you, if you're going to go to the game, you're going to see a lot of those transplant Cowboy fans there who, Gross. Uh, who are from all over the country mm-hmm. uh, that seem to have fallen in love with uh, the Cowboys and uh, the Lakers and uh, the, the, Yankees, the Yankees, the Dodgers. And, yeah, the Dodgers, you so. know. A lot of those people are going to be in Minneapolis Sunday, so I guess we'll see what happens. But that just does it for another episode of It's a Bit, folks. Thanks again for listening. As always, you can follow us at 10K Takes on all socials. Uh, listen to all of our other pods. You know, they're all listed on the website, 10KTakesMN.com, as well as the blogs. Nick Lewis's blog, the best tweets blog, he put he put so many tweets in there originally that it crashed the site. So, you know, if, if you're big into Twitter and, and especially Vikings Twitter, definitely check out that one as well as all the other ones to see if you got featured in it. 
And, uh, yeah, just keep supporting us on the, the K-Fan pregame show and love meeting you guys in public and hanging out. So, you know, this has been another episode of It's a Bit presented by 10,000 Takes, and we'll see you guys next week.